What's happening, people? This your boy, Fish Montana, aka El Pesco, and welcome to this episode, man. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes, type in This Ain't No Podcast, and make sure you follow us on SoundCloud. Also, This Ain't No Podcast, and if you have any questions, you have any topics you want us to discuss for next episode, hit us up on Gmail at This Ain't No Podcast at gmail.com or Twitter at Not A Podcast, N O T T A Podcast. I know it's a lot, but hey, we try to make it. Come on, baby. Don't you forget, This Ain't No Podcast. Oh yeah! <laughs> I kind of wish you had your headphones on to hear that. Oh shit! You, know you mother, are we good? I don't know. Oh shit! It's about to be one of them days. Gives the audio whiz. It's gonna be one of those days. No, we're good. Are we good? We're good. All right, you good. just had a bottle of wine though. A whole bottle by myself. Already? You killed the whole thing already? I don't know. Done. He hasn't had any of the rum though. I'm pretty. Nice. I'm feeling this rum. This rum I is keep beautiful. Talking about it. Yeah. He's gonna turn from we smelling to drinking. Yeah, I took the last little the drop. Warning. I took the last pulp. There you go. Start your call with that. Oh yeah. I wish we had video. They could see your beard melting off. <laughs> smells like liquor. Yeah. Nah, from the cool. islands. It's actually kind of sweet smelling. Is it from the but islands? It, yeah, it's a bun- Guadalupe. Guadalupe. I'm not gonna embarrass myself. <laughs> Guadalupe. 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 You didn't get that from the Louvre? No, from Guadeloupe? <laughs> Guadeloupe. All right. That's it with the vodka. How's your proof? Jesus. It's, I can. I love how, where we are right now. <laughs> we got the, the smooth rum from Guadeloupe. Uncle Uncle Buck over here with the 100 proof vodka. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Nigga, my stand's not standy. Hey. We can barely function right now. That's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's how we make our best our best <laughs> material. Yo, we don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that being said, can we do our intro? Wait. Yo, B is really struggling. Are you alright? Yeah, I'm good. Alright, let's do our intro then now that you're mm. good. Who I got to my left? Hey, King it was it Thrower of Tangents. King Tangent. King Tangent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> King of Tangent Landing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who I got in front of me? Uncle Buck. B B B. Big Buck brand. Big Buck Industries. We just had us some money talk. And we just I just figured out now that our only sponsor <laughs> is gonna fund everything. <laughs> It was funny because the whole thing when I was hearing the price, I was like, man, I'm about to pay. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Buck gonna be checking the bills like, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> tell those motherfuckers they got paid for something, yo. <laughs> Please tell them. I'm, I'm the sponsor, baby. <laughs> Big Buck brand. <laughs> I gotta keep my nickname. Right. Can I keep my barbershop name? That's how you gotta keep Big uh-huh. Buck. You gotta keep him confident, yo. You BBB, you Big Buck brand, yo. <laughs> Does she know who you are? You put your foot down. It's funny too because never lost. And if you substitute one person from the conversation we had before with Mrs. Buck, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Yeah, that that (laughs) no funding at all. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We would pay them. You know what I'm saying? Just for wasting time. For the, you know what I'm saying? No, because she's the wrong one. She would definitely do that. We would get extorted. It's all good. (laughs) And who I got to my right? 
Giz. Giz the goddamn audio whiz. I already asked to be good. I don't need to ask again, right? Nah, you're good. You know what I'm saying? You got your glass of wine. That is a fancy That's Uncle Buck's glass, though, right? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> it's a fancy bring, fucking bring glass. My own glass. <laughs> <laughs> you don't bring glass. That's why I knew he was like, something was going on. That's you fancy. Know, to me, it is. Look at me. I'm drinking a beer. I'm drinking out of a plastic cup. <laughs> anything used for, like, you know, when we had gas and stuff. Anything glass material, I think, is fancy because oh, I'm well, good with go. plastic, yo. We I'm, were at a restaurant last week. And I, they brought me a mule. It was like a Moscow mule. I was like, Uncle Buck got one of these cups. <laughs> I was like, what else do you drink out of this? It, I was, <laughs> and, uh, Mrs. Prince was like, I mean, well, it's a cup. You use it for a cup shit. I was like, no, he only uses, <laughs> you use he only uses them for Moscow mules. He uses it for cup and shit. We had them. We would drink Kool-Aid. Water, water. Any type of liquid that you can drink is going in this damn Moscow cup. Yeah, yeah, and I used the copper cup this week too. Maybe a Moscow Mule. See, you did. With you the had tiny spoon. I always feel them things look dangerous to drink out of, though. For some reason, I feel like a lot of chemicals are in there. For some reason, supposedly they cause cancer. Mm. But, you know, that's why you can only use them. Yeah, you just use them sporadically. It'd be all right. And this is your boy. Fish Montana, a.k.a. Opesco. Ah, it feels good to be back, man, you know? I did the joint by myself. Yo, I don't know if y'all ever want to record by yourself, but that shit is extra weird, yo. Oh, I'm sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just staring. I'm in Little Fish's room. Because <laughs> I don't know why. I just felt my room wasn't <laughs> good enough. <laughs> I was winning his. Oh, his because his outlet was like, kind of closer than mm. where I wanted it to be. So I went in his room. I'm, st- I'm literally where Uncle Buck, oh, there's no video. But <laughs> like, there's, like there's a wall right there, okay? And I'm literally staring at the wall like I'm talking to y'all niggas or whatever. And I was, actually, I had a good time. <laughs> How many I, times did you restart? I didn't. Oh, one, one take, one take fish. Come on okay, now. You, you know go. what I'm saying? One take fish. I didn't really have to edit that much. Cause I'm just I'm that goddamn good. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I was in there. You feel me? And then I was just thinking, like, damn, I, I don't think I could do too many of these. <laughs> 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 I was trying to go for an hour, and I was in there for like thirty minutes. Yeah, that episode's short as hell. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, fuck, yo. <laughs> I called it my audio stamina. I wasn't in there. <laughs> I went limp after thirty. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bet. I'm good with this shit. You feel me? But now we here, and um, we back. And I believe y'all dropped something in the group that was kind of interesting. You know what I'm saying? It was a uh, ESPN. Did it? ESPN did this list. Uncle yeah. Buck. Yeah. Or B. So yeah. I, no, yeah, I, I let B turn. Yes. ESPN list. Let me pull it up. Pull that thing up. It was a uh, top. Pretty much just like game changers, ranking like the hundred most influential players in NBA. All right. So yeah, that's what a game changer is. Yeah. Influential. So I sent the top twelve game changers. You wanna read that off? As voted on by an NBA panel. Read that off real I'm, quick. I'm uh read it with a caveat that I don't agree with this list, but I'll read it. Yeah, do you think? Number one, Michael Jordan. Number two, LeBron James. Number three, Magic Johnson. Number four, Bill Russell. Number five, Walter Stilt. Number six, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number seven, Oscar Robinson. Number eight, Julius Irvin. Number nine, Larry Bird. Number 10, Stephen Curry. Number 11, Jerry West. Number 12, Kobe Bryant. Mm. 
Now, game changer is like Uncle Buck said, a player that was influential and I guess changed the game. The game, (laughs) 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 or just not, or how like just the the I don't know the persona of the NBA. Yeah, so it looks like it's a combination of multiple things, right? You know, whether – but just because, to be clear, it's not just players on this list. They also have, like, execs, coaches. Again, like, anybody that may have possibly shaped and changed, you know, certain things within the NBA as we know it today, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Yeah, so, I mean, I thought that was, like, an interesting take, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Just because – in many arguments, people are always arguing about like, "Hey, who's the best player, right? Mm-hmm. Or who's the best coach? Or who's who's this and that there?" But in this case, that figures into the conversation, but that's not the end all, be all. Right. So it, it gives a unique perspective. So, I, I I kind of was on. I'm on B Prince's side as far as I feel like AI should have been higher. I don't know where no, he is on this list. He needs to be up there. Up there. In his top twelve that I just read. He needs to be up there. He deserves to be up there. There's all there's a couple players I think deserve to be up there, you know, versus some others. But I'll wait for you to ask me more formally formally about I need to know. I want you to give your opinion on why AI needs to be up there. Right. Did, you, did you already you, you read off like who the top twelve was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you read yeah. that off. So So would it be beneficial to say whose place he should take? Like who should be out of this top twelve and like and then give my reason? Before why? who comes out, I want you to why he needs to be higher. All right, so Allen Iverson, you know, of course, brought hip hop culture to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I don't know if it's one hundred percent true, but there weren't many tattoos in the NBA before Allen Iverson, or visible tattoos, or you know that style of play, that that street, you know, there was always flamboyancy in the NBA, but that street ball style of playing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, was relatively new at the time when he was playing. Um, everybody in the NBA looks like Allen Iverson now. That's one thing. That's true. <laughs> Everybody's tatted up, you know, different hairstyles. Everybody's wearing armbands. He uh, definitely made the armband pop. transition to leg bands. <laughs> and people out there balling in jeans and shit. But <laughs> yo, <laughs> they they transition transition to all that, but it started with Allen Iverson, like bringing style to the game of basketball. Not just I'm gonna go out there and play, but I'm gonna go out there and play and do it in style. You know? And didn't they change? Didn't players have to wear like suits because they're Allen Iverson? Yeah, because he would wear like the baggiest, game changer. He would wear like the baggiest <laughs> of clothes <Yeah. laughs> before and after games with the big chains and all that. Uh, Big ass earrings. Big ass earrings. I mean, and then on top of just the the culture part of it all, Allen Iverson was also a hooper. Like he was under six five and one of the most prolific scorers you'll ever see in the game. Mm-hmm. Not saying that that changed the way defenses played against him or anything like that. Because I mean, like they didn't have to because he's not that tall, but he forced them to pay attention and take notice of his game as well. So you so say that. There's no slouch. But I think, and I'm going to get to Uncle Buck because I think he disagreed with you. I'm going to get his opinion on it. But I think, like, with Allen Iverson, I think he was ahead of his time because now who are, like, the leading scorers of the league? They're mostly guards. You oh, see yeah. Damian Lillard getting 40, like, damn every night. You see Steph out here getting buckets. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Now, mind you, they all – all like the guards are more athletic nowadays or whatever. I like that. But I AI, like, I like that point. AI was ahead of his time. He was out there when like 
three guards, two guards, the power forward, the center. They was kind of taking over the game. You know what I'm saying? And he was getting 40, like, 50. Under 6'5", getting 50. Like, under 6'3". Like, <laughs> granted, he'll put up a ton of shots. I know that's going to be one of Uncle Buck's arguments. Mm-hmm. He put up a ton of shots, but all in all, his percentage from the – like his field goal percentage isn't that much lower than a Kobe. Word. And I just – I just got Kobe puts up a lot of shots too. Dog, he went up against – was it the old one Lakers anyway? And got a game in. He won a game. Can he get some respect for that? By himself. By him, Dad. He had Eric Snow on his team. McKee. Eric Snow. Who Wasn't was Aaron McKee? Yeah, that, that was an Android ring, too. That yeah, thing. definitely yeah, was. I've never <laughs> heard that type of vibration. Never <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? It had some <laughs> bubbles in it. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> that's that green bubble ring, yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's what I think with Allen Iverson should be up at least top five. Yeah, game changer. A game changer, cause like uh, he's ahead of his time. Can I say who deserves to be off the list before we like rebut? If just for Allen Iverson, I only give one person that mm-hmm. I think should be off the list. Go ahead. Kobe's number twelve. Kobe can bounce down to number thirteen. Mm. I mean, probably even lower, but just for sake of getting Allen Iverson into that, Kobe should be off of it. Kobe didn't do anything different, you than know, what Michael Jordan has already done. So as far as changing the game, not so much. Hmm. Did Kobe as a game? I can agree with that. Kobe's a great player, of course. One of but the best players of all time. Game changer? I don't think nobody wanted any Kobe swag though. Nah. Kobe ain't really have swag to me. I like mean, he modeled his basketball shoe after a soccer shoe. <laughs> <laughs> the, the crazy H was hard with. though. That wasn't the one. It was what the one you talking uh, about? The one that, was, that had no shoe strings yeah, on it? Yeah, the ones that just folded <laughs> over with the little flat. I hated them shit. I forgot what they called. I think they just might be the Kobe one or something. And it was Adidas too, right? Yeah. I was, I was like, how you go from crazy age to this bullshit, yo? It was modeled after a soccer shoe. Jesus Christ. Uncle Buck. Fucking Frenchy. He's Spaniard or some mm. shit. Uncle Buck. You had a different opinion mm-hmm. on the AI situation. Mm-hmm. You don't think he should be in the top twelve? No. Hmm. Tell well, us why, sir. <laughs> so I hear all the arguments mm-hmm. that be first made. I agree with a lot <laughs> of stuff, but I I may not necessarily rank it as highly as he does. Yeah, like I guess, like looking at his career as a whole, mm-hmm. awesome score, like just how he got to the basket. Sometimes I'm like, this dude is barely like six feet and was under wow. two hundred pounds. Yeah, exactly. With that being said, he wasn't necessarily the most efficient, I, and also I kind of saw that to a degree with a player by the name of Isaiah Thomas, mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas Jr.'s father. <laughs> for people that don't yeah, know, people that don't know from, from a previous episode, the guy that's on inside the NBA now. <laughs> Damn, that's, <laughs> that's but, crazy. Got to explain who Isaiah Thomas is yeah. nowadays. But go ahead. But uh, the Pistons, Thomas. Yeah, that is uh, just because bad boys. He wasn't necessarily a score, but he could score. You know what I'm saying? And he's he's the type of guard where if he would have put his whole focus into it, yeah, he could have easily done that. You know, and been more efficient at doing it on top of that. Mm-hmm. AI was, again, a fabulous talent, Hall of Fame talent, 
My opinion, though, has always been that he wasn't necessarily the most efficient, and sometimes he actually hindered the team, in my opinion. Now, that seems just like that's gameplay problems. We talking about game changers. So, and I'm, I'm going to get to that point, too. All right. So, to that, I also hear about the hip-hop culture thing. Yeah. A- AI brought a, like more light to it, but he wasn't necessarily the innovator, if you will, of the hip-hop culture being in, inside the NBA just because, and I think I said this in a group chat, the Fat Five did that. Particularly when um, C. Webb and Jalen Rose came into the NBA, they were really the first to go ahead and actually bring like the baggy shorts that we kind of see today and stuff like that into, in, into uh, you know, um, what we kind of, yeah, again, see uh, players uh, in uniforms, uh, the, the swag, if you will, like uh, for the uniforms today. Back then, they would be, if anybody's seen like an old school John Stockton photo, right, where he had the booty shorts. Mm-hmm. Like, the shorts ended, like, literally at the top part of his thigh. It was like baby thigh showing. <laughs> you yeah, know I'm, su- what I'm, I'm surprised his testicles didn't come through those damn yeah, I shorts. Mean, <laughs> I'm sure very some high. people got yeast, yeast infections from, <laughs> from the shorts, you know what I'm saying? But it was because of the Fat Five and what they did back in college, and they brought that into the NBA once they got drafted. That's what really started to go ahead and kind of bring the hip-hop culture, if you will, into the NBA. AI, yeah, took it to another step. I'm not disputing that at all with the braids, the tattoos being prevalent, you know, all that. But in terms of, like, again, like some of the styling, no, I can't give them full credit, along with the crossover. Tim Hardaway introduced that, you know, to a larger extent, mm-hmm. helped popularize, popularize it with a team that was actually, you know, winning consistently at the time in um, Golden State. They even had a nickname, Run TMC, when it was uh, Tim Hardaway, uh, Chris Mullen, who's also a Hall of Famer, and then Mitch Richmond. Yeah. You know he was saying? he was known for run TMC. Yeah, it was Tim and two other players. AI was just AI. And Aaron McKee. And and Aaron Aaron, <laughs> the no, second no, best no, player no, was the Kimbe Mutombo. So it, okay, and, older it, Kimbe Mutombo. And, I, and I and I hear that argument too. I agree with it to a degree. They went to the championship, right? Yeah, something about that crossover shit too. They went. They, 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 they went to. They went to the championship, right? Yep. So with that. They were in the East, and the East at that point was horrible, like horrible. And it's not, it's not really trying to take away, you know, too much. And, it, and, again, it comes across like you're trying to bash a player. It's not so much that. I think that it's just a matter of putting things in perspective. The East really had, like, no other, like, really good team. At that point, that was the height of the West being dominant with all the All-Stars. And, like, if you had a, a top 20, 25 in the NBA, um, roughly about, you could say, like, 13 to 15 of the top 25 was in the West. And AI would have been top five. Everybody else was, like, in the East, meaning that majority of the good players were in the West, and they were battling out, so therefore the tougher competition was in the West, meaning that you had a tougher battle. Therefore, if you did come out on top, that technically means that I defeated some of the best of the best versus I'm playing some of the bottom feeders, for lack of a better word, you know, in the East to come out. So it really kind of diminishes to a certain extent – you know, the accomplishments, it's still an accomplishment, but at the same time, when you, again, like, look at the, the, the history of the NBA and some of the battles, the rivalries, so on and so forth, that, you know, that kind of exemplified what the league has kind of, like, become and embodies, the 76ers never had that during that one championship run. The rest of the time, they were, like, back and forth. As a matter of fact, to an earlier point I made in terms of, like, AI, while being a great talent, sometimes it was kind of productive to the team. That's why they had, like, lottery picks for several years. As a matter of fact, that's how they got Andre Iguodala, who played with AI because he, he was a lottery pick 
because they were bad and AI was playing. Yeah, I can score like, you know, 25 to 30 points a game, but if I'm finishing to the point where my team has to draft in the top 10, what's that really say about okay, you? First thing, I'm not passing the ball to Eric Snow. Me neither. Right. He had a, he I'm didn't have the, the right role players beside he him. He never did. He never had that second true player. Did he have Todd McCullough at Larry one point? Hughes was probably so, the but, best but, number but, two. Hughes was side, his best bet. On the right flip side, how can you say that he's like you know all top five all time when you see LeBron made the championship in two thousand seven? No, to, hold. I'm, I'm talking about that too. But LeBron played with you know like non starters and people that ain't in the league now, and he made the championship right in two thousand seven. Who was the second best player on that team? Delonte West is a beast. <laughs> Del- where's he at? I know, but he was a beast at that time. Uh, he, well, was how, a, he was a great role player, and Mo Williams. He was a great role player, averaging twelve points a game. And Mo Williams, because <laughs> LeBron, I mean, you do what you do, do what you can. You pick up the slack where LeBron. Nah, and again, you know? that's been that's been disproven too. Just because you, that, that's been disproven because you saw Kyrie average twenty five last year, right? And then you saw uh, Kevin Love also make an All Star game, and he was averaging around twenty. Were so those that, that players goes out the window? Were those players the same players by his side the entire season though? Yeah, there was no big trade. He played with the same players the entire season. Anytime your second best player is uh, Big Z, that's that's a well, problem. That's right a there. golden moment. That's that same moment we're talking about with the Sixers and, and AI. And he and he played like he played play, play with those I'll players for he played with those players for a couple was seasons. Way better than the 76ers <laughs> yeah. when they played first, and then LeBron didn't go up against a Kobe and a Shaq. You know what I'm saying? In a fucking that team was stacked, yo. That Lakers squad. That what was that? Oh one. Oh, what was that? Yeah, 2000 or 2001. Who's oh, it? the Lakers were a, a fucking dynasty then. They had a, the most dominant player in Shaquille O'Neal. And you got one no, of the I get, I get that, top. but I'm not talking about Let's be clear. I said that coming out the East, when he's talking about those rivalries, who was the team that they were going against in the East to get to that point? They went, didn't they go? What did they go with the, the, the Raptors, yo? Yeah, it was the Raptors in Orlando. That was the only. And who, who, who was on those teams? Vince Carter. But they basically basically the same thing. It's all doing. It was like Tracy they had that, that's Tracy my McGrady. That's that's my point. Tracy McGrady wasn't the Tracy McGrady Hall of Fame. Tracy he McGrady when he was good. playing, no, not necessarily on the Raptors. He, he didn't flourish until he came to Orlando. Let's be clear about that. The stats back that up. Well, I think that Th- that's way goes, that's way back. I up think that, that should go more credit to AI just for him to get a game against these fucking powerhouse Lakers like that. But what by I, himself? But that but that's what I'm saying. Like he stood out, but at the same time, what competition really was there to go against versus what was what the Lakers had to go against and stuff? That's what I'm saying. It was diluted. This vision that's being put out there in terms of like oh because he made it you know he made the conference final i mean he made the uh, the finals and you know he went against all this competition what competition was there if majority of the best he didn't even play against majority of the best players to get to the finals versus if you look um at some of these other against ray allen too who was in the east at the time who's in the east that's my point we just named named vince carter mcgrady is it vince carter mcgrady Carter's not a hall of famer Trace McGrady not if you're only playing against Ray like, Allen, yeah. you're, you're playing. You're talking about like two, maybe three players max, and then he might not necessarily face them versus back again then, like what but, they played. Uh, but back then, there wasn't really too many like no, there, there were dynasties like that, powerhouses now, like that. You know, not saying dynasties, but in terms of like again like going like head to head against like you know viable competition and players and stuff like that. You don't back then super teams weren't really around and stuff like that. That's what we're saying. Yeah, but the, the Lakers that, were like the only super team. But with that being said, the Lakers were still playing against better competition overall. 
oh, 2000, 2001. That, the, yeah, early, the early 2000s. There were no super teams like that. That's why the Lakers dominated so much. So I yeah, think you can't all, really. It, but they I, also play against better competition in the West. That's what who? I'm saying. The Kings? No, who no. else? Duncan and Duncan and Robinson. Duncan and Robinson. Every year. Yeah, but it was yeah. That's the, what the it was. Utah Jazz because uh, Stockton Malone was still playing and stuff. Um, still they old by then. No, they were still all stars. And they, they was old by then. That's, they just, by, that's they just by name. Yeah, they wasn't competition no, it, to go no. to the ship though. There no, was they, no, they 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 were they were still like their nineties. They were still they were still they were still going hard. Up to, point, <laughs> up to the point, up to the point. No, seriously, up to the point. <laughs> Peyton was still in Seattle. Up to the point. Still playing, limping around. Up to the point where Malone, um, because Malone didn't go to uh the Lakers to what 2003, 2004? and we said it was two thousand, two thousand one. Meaning like, that right, he was so three, he was, years he was, three he was, years he was still producing Carmel, the the Carmelo stats that we were um, accustomed to and stuff like that. Again, still who was AI? Who who was AI going still against? There, right, there's Bucks. 89 games in a season. A two, uh, whatever. However <laughs> many games there is, and he averaged not until later in his career. He didn't average under 20 points till later in his career, and like that's a whole season. So he was balling against these niggas, you know. At least twice every year. Yeah, you're, you're scoring. You're scoring versus winning is two different things. And we things. keep going he on. No but he we has keep, no players to back. Oh, uh, we keep so going. We, we keep going on his, his playing. We there's supposed to be game changes. Yeah, I like yeah, to get yeah, to the point. And I brought up the other aspects and stuff that got brought up, and I brought up my uh, my counters. Now, in terms of, I do agree with B in terms of I will replace some players. Kobe, I, I definitely agree with. I think he can go ahead and be taken out from the top twelve. I think Jerry was. I will also say that was going to be my second one. If I had to go ahead and um and put um insert like other players into those spots, and not even players, people, I will put Pat Riley into the top twelve. Mm. Pat Riley from the standpoint of just not because he was a bit player when he was actually you know um, playing. So I'm talking about his coaching as well as his executive careers at this point. Well, you're talking about players. That's a stretch. No, yeah, that's a game no, I said game no, changes. No game changes. Yeah, game changes. At, yeah, I got to look at the entire list. That's why I said like um, coaches and execs are also on the list. But your the thing is though, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So we but it's different eras too, and for those eras. They might have been game changers for those eras. No different from how you're not going to uh, a hip hop artist from the 1980s, one of the founding fathers or whatever from in rap. You're not going to compare him to hip hop artists nowadays because they'll get chewed up. Like, you well, know but, what I'm but that's but that's you can't compare Nas to a Grandmaster Flash. But that's but that's what this list is doing. And that's what. what but but it's, it's, it's based off an era though. So for that era, they were a game changer for that era. So okay. for this era. This person was a game so, changer for so this So to that era. point, that means you're comparing. LeBron Rich. clearly wasn't in the 1950s. So you know how so how did LeBron get the number two? You know, so at that point you're LeBron saying LeBron is the greatest player to step on a fucking court. That, that means you're saying certain eras are better than others. Then at, it's that, not, at that it's, point, it's, it's so er, because it's, how do you how do you weigh it? It's dealing with errors and it's also dealing with an actual individual. You, you can do okay, so that impact. So, so that's exactly. and that's of impact. And that's what I'm saying. And that's why you can also have coaches and sex. And that's why again. So let me finish my point. Mm-hmm. Pat Riley, if you look at his entire his his body, from his coaching and executive career, right, starting off from when he took over the, the Lakers, they established a whole new brand of style that brought like glitz and glam to the NBA, right, with the Showtime Lakers. 
they won what three or four championships during that time frame. Mm-hmm. He left the Lakers. He invented. He changed up his style entirely, where they were known for their innovative offense with the Lakers. He went to the New York Knicks. They became a defensive oriented team, and they were competing not only in conference championships almost like year in and year out, but they were also um, a couple years they went to the um, the finals. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though he didn't go ahead and get that ring during the Knicks, the fact that you do a complete one eighty, you change up your style, and you still find success. And then he goes to. Miami, which at that point was like a bottom tier team, he establishes them as a legit rival to, you know, the Knicks, uh, you know, competing against like the Bulls and stuff. And eventually he gets them to the point where they're competing for conference finals and eventually win what uh, several um, several rings, like three to four rings right during that time um, between uh, actually three rings. I'm sorry. Between two thousand with mid late 2000s up until what 2013 14 when lebron came back to uh, to cleveland and also during that time in terms of establishing reestablishing i should say the super team era right by the fact that not only he had a top five player at that time in, in d wade and he convinced like other top players in terms of the best player lebron and bringing also another bona fide all-star and chris mm. bosh to the team and stuff no one's seen that since what um the 80s right before like the expansion happened and stuff where you had multiple all-stars, not even all-stars, but Hall of Famers all on one team and stuff like that. But Pat Riley had like a huge <laughs> impact and, and and also too, kind of the years from that I just mentioned. You're talking about the early 80s all the way pretty much like up into like the 2000 teens. That's like 20 to 30 years right there that he had a, a profound impact on the game. Yeah, but did he have niggas rocking headbands everywhere they went? Like AI. Mm. I don't think so. Finger bands. <laughs> but, but AI had niggas rocking rockin athletic gear to church. I mean, and, and, and <laughs> you're and you're talking about game changers. Prior to AI, there were no sleeves. You damn near didn't even yeah, see a tattoo on an arm. I said now niggas are wearing jeans playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Tim, like yeah, playing yeah, the Tim's yeah. and shit like they that. They Supreme. I play niggas better at Supreme. So, so, but, but, so what are, what are players judge more off their uh, their style in terms of wearing the sleeve or chips? I mean, we, we talking so about game changes. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Game changes. It has nothing to do with chips. It has nothing to do with chips. Game game changes in terms of how people go ahead and construct. Excuse me. Game changes. Bill Russell should be number one on this shit. No, he changed the entire league. Yeah, I'm saying. That's the point. Because he should be number one. He got the most chips. And player coach. Again, that's, that's player not, coach. Yeah, that, but that, again, but we're talking about like that's not the end all be all. But in terms of you're talking about game changer, how many people, how many teams now are trying to construct construct super teams based off the model that Pat Riley built? I, I can agree. But he didn't. Build I mean, that I mean, model. he didn't build that model no, though. Him being, you just said he didn't build. Uh, that he, model. He, established he, he, he took a model. That he reestablished because when's the last time he, that you saw that? Him but he being, didn't build him it. Him being in the top twelve does not negate Allen Iverson from being right. in this top he twelve. He should be there. <laughs> he, should he should be. be there. There's other people on here. Like I, I say, Wilt and Bill Russell could be here since put like this, since he stepped Oscar foot on an NBA court. Legit. Every player uh, you see yeah, on an NBA court looks exactly like him. Exactly like him. And so how, that is impact. That is cultural impact. And how many teams are trying to get two or three superstars, if not more, on the team? It's not about. We're talking about one player. One player. And we were talking about a, a guy that recently. We're, we're not discrediting. We're not discrediting Pat Riley. We're not. But we're not discrediting him. We're not. Okay. We, we. Okay. How about this? 
Yes, <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Uncle Buck is correct. Pat Shout Riley out to Pat Riley. I, I kind of think we're all on the same page, but <laughs> we're just we're arguing. But Uncle Buck, but no, we're not, though. We're, we're not. Right. <laughs> right. We're trying to fit Opposite Impact in here, yo. Uncle Buck ain't trying to let AI live, though. He ain't trying to let be great. Uncle Buck, you ain't going to let AI in there, yo. He changed the entire culture of what we view. His Slam magazine cover was legendary. I would put. He could be number 12. And not just. Not just. I would put Steve Nash in there before AI. Not just on a basketball court, from the actual view of the NBA worldwide. I mean, the Reebok commercials were legendary. I have never seen a a basketball. That Jada kiss. What he had a commercial with? Didn't the Neptunes like produce his commercial? Like the yeah, music yeah. behind it, where he's dribbling to it and shit like that. That like, was the Jada Kiss one. That's what I'm saying. That like hard. He changed <laughs> everything. He the the NBA and their reach. Shit is damn near due to him. Like I said, he brought the dress code in because they wanted to. He his his image was so strong. They like we don't want nobody to dress like this no more. You everybody was looking like him. Everybody was talking like him. Everybody got the tattoos like him. Everybody, everybody had the big. They even tried to jerseys. play just like him. And then what did Kobe Bryant say? The only player to give him the biggest headache is Allen Iverson. Yeah, on the court, he yeah. could not figure him out. Like he is, he, you got to give him his credit. With credit, and I like good. to say, I, 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 get, I, about, I definitely remember these moves. And he's the only player to blatantly cross Thank over you. Michael Jordan yeah. on okay. footage. But I mean, catching the highlight <laughs> Yo, I'm I, again. Try to do that. If, if, in my opinion, I would put Pat Riley in the top twelve, and I will also put Steve Nash in there. Oh. And I put I say, over AI. Yep. What is Steve will. Nash? How did he? have a game changer? So he got a couple bloody noses. Too many bloody noses. Because so, Kobe jumped over him. Now he, so, he became the first prop in the NBA. Epic. No, so, so. Right, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so commercial. So what I'm talking about as far as. This but it brought, that brought to the NBA. What he does brings attention. To, so, so. You know, you know let, no, hold on. Before he says this, I'm sorry. Before he say this, this is how impactful this is. What a player does. Which I tried that every day. Everybody did a little one hand around the. NJ to put a fire verse on there, yo. But. <laughs> This is so impactful. This is so impactful. He came out with a rap album that the NBA ruled and took it to court that he couldn't release. Mm -hmm. That's how impactful he was. Out of any and every player who has ever tried to do that in the history of the NBA, Allen Iverson, they said no. He is too important to the whole league, the culture, everything. That's how impactful he was. So, yeah, you're looking at it as just a commercial. The NBA looked at it as what he does Makes us eat. They did not want him no to be other the face. player. Price is Jordan has done that. They did not and want then, AI to be the face. I would say NBA, it would be right? Jordan. I would say it would be AI, and then okay. they'll say it would be LeBron. So can I finish they, that? They, they, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Steph, I got stuff on. Right, but I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, Steph changed the game. Yeah, I but think he should on, be higher on this list. On this level, LeBron. I mean, Jordan, AI, LeBron, all different. Uh, Generations, as far as the NBA is concerned, Uncle Buck, you finished what you say. Yeah, because we, we don't move on. Yeah, I would say I got stepped on all. So the reason I'm you saying not get stepped, right, been talking this whole time about Pat Riley. Yeah, don't go I get stepped on because because it's going to run counter, and then like not let me finish my point. Fifteen straight rights. Because y'all keep interrupting me. You literally, you literally, you like counter like just now. No, just now. Because y'all literally went on like a tangent, like 
about hey, hey, I did this and the third and stuff. We talked for fifteen straight minutes about that bullshit, and we just we this is our rebuttal. God, y'all were stepping on me while I was. Anyway, I'm not gonna get. So go ahead. So and again, real quick, real quick. So Steve Nash. The reason I'm saying. Yeah, I want beer. So reason I say Steve Nash. My inclusion into the top 12 is just because Steve Nash was the first person to go ahead and bring like what is now the modern era, era of NBA play in terms of the seven seconds or less. He was like the innovator, won two MVPs with that. Everybody all of a sudden comes comes down, they're trying to shoot a three, the uh, the motion offense, all that other stuff. Steve Nash was the first one to go ahead Where's and master commercial? it. Where's Steve Nash's commercial though? Having a commercial versus again. What's his commercial? You know, you know what? I you know what? You know what? You know, you know what? You know what? His commercial is. He did ninety four headshots with uh, the Greek freak recently. Yeah, that's that's as important as the classic. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know his commercial. His commercial was the fact that everybody in the NBA now is copying what he what they mastered first. That's what that's what his legacy is. Steve Nash, he mastered. And he first. just got elected to the Hall of Fame. So he, he mastered first, but no one else could do. Is what you're saying? That's what you just said. No one else did it before he did it. But pull up and shoot three. Yeah, nobody because at that point it was still viewed that the layup was like the most efficient stop, shot be, before. Nobody he, wants to be Steve Nash. Everybody wanted to be AI. They're not saying Steve Nash outright, but as far as like the ter- uh, the type of play that all. Pretty much everybody's trying to do in the NBA now in the most Nash popular form. Chip? Does Nash have a chip? No, he doesn't. Does okay, AI have, so does, he's, does he's AI, the same level as AI. Does right? AI have a chip? So who's who's better play, Steve Nash or AI? Who's a better player? Yeah, Steve Nash. Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. No, Steve. I think Steve Nash. No, Steve Nash player. was the better. No, no. Allen Iverson. Come on, oh. Allen Iverson's the better player. For I, sure, I'm gonna give it to Steve Nash. I'm sorry, I can't agree with that. Yeah, Steve Nash. Was a, game changing. Steve Nash don't play no defense. Eight, AI, 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 for AI, 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 he had better teams. He had better. Yeah. No, he made Marion. Yeah. A lot Sean of Marion is an actual equivalent of a solid player next to Steve well, Nash. AI who had did, who did AI have? He had Melo. In Denver. What that mean? Later Old years. AI. Later Steve years. Nash had a Mars. No, no, that was it. Steve. No. You talking about Steve Nash earlier on? So for the uh, yeah. uh, so look, Sean Marion. So look. So look it what up. If AI had a solid player side by side. No, with said Melo. Yeah, Melo. You're talking about later on. Look at their ages. After, age. after no, Melo, no. he went to Europe. Different types of players. No, so. no, no. Look at their ages. AI was not that old when he was playing with Melo. Different types and they, of players, he, he, though. A, I mean, uh, Nash, that, all he does is pick and roll. He had the perfect team for pick and roll. AI needs to dominate the ball to to be effective. But Steve Nash took a team that nobody was expecting to go ahead and be good, and they were competing in conference championships. Right, and he won two MVPs over Shaq, I can't over even find other a people. Steve Nash highlight video right now. Highlight video, ver- oh, okay. I'm not even looking for. Are you, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I can find. I'm one. definitely looking like. Hold on, wait. A minute. I'm saying it's all AI over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing. Did I even watch <laughs> basketball? I, I'm being dead serious. Like team AI. Steve, I'm Steve. team AI too, but I but we but this not forget. This not forget though. 
Uncle Buck is racist. <laughs> <laughs> he always chooses against our people. Steve I love how it comes back to Uncle Buck. He's going to go to Canada. Steve he's going to go to He's going to go to fucking. He said Jerry West need to be number one. Larry Bird, Logan. Jerry West. No, I, I said Steve. Uh, I, 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 mean, I said Jerry West. I said Jerry. Jerry West. You see the way Rick Smith used to play back in the day. <laughs> Boy, Rick Barry was the truth. <laughs> he was. A, he was the truth, he though. Was, but he was. He's he the granny style. All right, so let's let's yeah, I mean, move I'm, on. Yeah. But I still want to kind of stay on the list. B Prince also brought a point where I wanted to bring up first, but my phone was acting stupid. Ron Artest can't get a spot in the top ten. He, he changed the game. Malice he ain't changed the, the game. game. Malice of the Palace. <laughs> mm. They like changed said, security as heavy in them, the NBA because of Ron Artest. That dude rolled cor- up on Russ like it was nothing. There's them corners. Who swung on somebody and connected? When's the last time you seen an actual fight mm. in the NBA after the Malice in the Palace? People have been more composed. No, players have been more composed. I, that's what I'm saying. All right, mm-hmm. so like they want to get bucked. They're probably they telling not. them. They're probably telling them. You do that, you lose an entire season's pay. Ron Artest changed that. I feel like Ron Artest was the last of the group where you can beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he, yo, he punched the, he fought the whole stadium, a whole row. He fought a whole <laughs> arena he of went people. Down the line. Like, you get it? You Ron get Artest what? can't you get, get what? that. I saw that game live. You get I, mean, I was watching that game. Like you get I, a snuff. It was like surreal. <laughs> I was like, is this dude really like cold cocking? <laughs> <laughs> He's cocking regular motherfuckers. He cold cocking Jim that works at fucking Subway. You know what I'm saying? He's oh, like Jermaine five. Steven Jackson was part of that team too And we are no, Steven Jackson's crazy Nigga That whole team was full of crazy motherfuckers Now you think about his it His name is he, Captain Jack His nickname that is Yeah he got Ron Artest Then you got Steven Jackson Jermaine O'Neal I didn't know Jermaine O'Neal was built like that To yeah. just be beating the shit out of people yeah, He slid all the way across the thing and, and he never recovered from that He started slumming after, after so, that season So too. let's put it like this Alright so you got Ron Artest. After that, who's really been a bully? Oh, we got Zach Randolph. But Zach Randolph ain't really fought nobody. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who's been like a... I feel like Ron Artest is a bigger bully than Draymond than Green. No. Mm, the close, I mean, the closest to a bully that we see yeah, in today's era. Yeah, but look at era. that. He kicks people in the balls. Low key. Yeah, Ron really Artest is in your shit. Like, he in your face. You haven't seen but bullies. But you can't do that nowadays. That's what I'm saying. He changed that. Well, you haven't seen like bullies consistently since the eighties and nineties. I feel like I feel like after Ron Artest, there's no one else. Like he's even one when in, he was still playing, it was like no one's really bullying motherfuckers. Like, like I said, Ron I miss the old days where like every team had that enforcer, somebody that's gonna knock you on your ass. I miss that too. You gotta watch hockey for that. Yeah, and that's not cool. So, I, I miss that too. Like I want. I really, I really miss the old NBA sometimes. It's like, cause it's like too many pussies out there. I hate, I hate when it's like a, a fucking, uh, it's an almost fight. Everything's an almost fight. Cause they wait for somebody to hold them back, and then all of a sudden yeah. you start getting, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, hold me back, whoa. Mm. I was like, oh, Big B, come on, where you at? <laughs> like if I get in a fight, it's like, what's up? Oh, whoa, whoa, B, come on, come on, come on, come on grab my shirt, yo. Hey, <laughs> hold me back. Shout out to B's boy Bill. Slap the shit out of uh, Green. Oh, yeah, do something. What do you do? You slap uh, he snuck Draymond? Green. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I mean, that, that's just. Right, he came up behind Draymond, <laughs> snuffed him from behind. Draymond mm. turned around, yeah, tried to yoke him up, and they went to the ground with it. 
I mean, you don't see that. Also, I, that shit was weak. Yeah, it was. That was a weak ass hit. And, and, and then Draymond been taught to. He's like, all right, yeah, enjoy the first round, motherfucker. You know, he's like, yeah, don't play for chess. Don't play for chess. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, what we're no, talking about. You got snuffed, though. Yeah, he did. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about swinging. Ain't nobody swinging. He swung. I'm really talking about like meaningful. Like I'm talking about you square the fuck we, up. We, they didn't even square the fuck up back then like that. You had a few. Players. When? What? How, how far back then are you talking about? We had a few players who did it for the most part. One player would go down. Then you might have a teammate come up behind somebody and rush them, and then the whole shit start. I mean, if you're talking about the '80s where Robert Paris is squaring up or Kareem is like, you know, nah, that that's the '80s and shit. I get that. But shit, the 90s, they was getting down too. Man, not like that. Like that. They really you had Jeff Van Gundy biting niggas I on miss, the leg. I missed the old days. <laughs> Coach on the ground, but you and niggas' legs. I mean, it was, <laughs> that was kind of wild, you know though. I, mean? like, I missed the old days. Wild, wild. It was far and few in between. It's not as as big as you're making it seem. I mean, you're talking about Kobe, Chris Childs. You're talking about but Zoe, I feel like it was more tougher LJ. players. Yeah, you know, you talk. You're talking about uh, Shaq Barkley. You're talking about like. It was few and far in between as far as how that happened. You know, it no, really was. Fuck that. I thought Gladiator of Russell Crowe was based off the rivalry between the Lakers and the Celtics. <laughs> from I thought the it was a documentary. From the 1980s. <laughs> Yo, but I just think Ron Testing would be up there. And Shaq. And like I said, I thought Mozgov should have been included on the list. I never even saw the list. We just literally ran off the goddamn names. <laughs> I would have said to eat chips. Jesus the, Christ. Uh, no, fuck that. Don't give him the list. We're going to move on. <laughs> we're, moving, we're moving on anyway. You know what I'm saying? But I think, yeah, this list is kind of bullshit. And there's a lot of people that need I to I mean, it's real in. subjective, though. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. And I don't need to know who are these NBA. Who picks these motherfuckers? Who voted? I know Reggie Miller, corny ass, voted. Oh, yeah, you know he did. He voted. I know he voted for Jerry West. I think <laughs> for some reason. Hey, he's a game changer. Jerry West? No, he Reggie is. Miller. I, I mean, the, oh, list, Reggie Miller? the list went up to 100. So, I mean, but we were talking specifically about the top 12. He's the first person to prove you can make, what, three shots in less than 10 seconds? Three three pointers in less than 10 seconds? That's one game. That's not mm-hmm. But like, really. Theoretically, you didn't. You, no one ever done that. No one ever thought that. Tracy McGrady is more impressive. Me. Yeah, Tracy. Yeah, that, that was amazing with Tracy yeah, McGrady. Tracy yeah. McGrady topped that. But Miller, Miller was the first to do it, though. Yeah. He set the pavement for Tracy McGrady. That's what I'm saying. Tim Hardaway was the first to do the crossover, but AI was the one people Bob care Cousy about. Did crossovers before any of them niggas in the 50s and 60s. Yep. Yeah, that was just when that was when you just do corny crossovers. It was that slow. That slow. One way and you know going the other way. Because now, now he's the opposing player looking at but he's looking down too. Have like, you know, y'all seen them yeah. old videos from the 40s? They saw, literally kept the ball in one hand. I showed them compare him to Kyrie. They was like, who has the best handle? Kyrie <laughs> or Bob Cousy? Yo, Bob I always, yo, I wish there was a LeBron or a Kyrie type player back then. They would average 70 points a game, yo. Oh, for sure. I think, and you know, well, with this hand in hand, this goes a good question. As far as game changes. I say white chocolate J. Will changed the game. But then you look at a Pistol Pete who came before him Mm -hmm. doing Mm -hmm. similar things, but different from how J. Will did it. I mean, two game changers. I mean, literally. I don't really think J. Will was a game changer. He was a motherfucking. He was passing the ball with your elbow. When did you say that? That was hard. That's that he did it multiple times. But how many people are doing that? that, that that's not game changers. That's like but highlight. If he's the only person to really do that and do it successfully more over over. But how did he change again? the game? Yeah, I, I, I agree with Uncle Buck. I he don't see successful. nobody else doing this shit. 
But that's the point. You're this one. Like, you're, like, you're one of one. That's a example. highlight. Really. You're one of one. Here's an example. You're Tracy McGrady. He was the first to throw the uh, ball off the uh, backboard in the All Star game, right? Then you see hella people doing it after that. That's game changing. After that year, Vince did right, it. Then so game, yeah, make, a, make it a profound game. impact over the course they of put years. They that shit in NBA Live. I remember that shit. So Yo, you could do that shit in so NBA just to, Live. So just to give you an example, like I would, I would, I would actually have Oscar Robinson ranked in the top three for game changers. Not for the triple double, but he was a person that sued the NBA to get free agency. Free agency, how has that impacted the NBA? Okay, you see what I'm saying? That's game changer. Because basically, because of Oscar Robinson, not only the triple doubles become a thing. That's one thing, yeah. as far as the gameplay. But in I terms of like, I wasn't around that era, so I don't see how he was a game changer. But in terms of like him fighting for players' rights, he, you know, and that was the whole all during the civil rights, all that other stuff. But in terms of free agency, and we see the impact of that and what it's become today, that's a game changer right there. Is Ray Allen a game changer? Yeah, he just he was in a movie. He shot what out. other NBA niggas had? Did, was, was that Kareem, before? Kareem, 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 <laughs> this is the birth of Jesus Shuttlesworth. That should, that should be the artwork. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Jesus Shuttlesworth. The birth of Jesus. Can we do that? Is that the title? Yeah. The birth of Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yeah. The second coming. Second coming the of second. Jesus Shuttlesworth. <laughs> I like that. I love it, yo. I love it, man. And then right. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. <laughs> <laughs> See, yo, when we make it, we're going to get a bunch of fucking angry letters from <laughs> so many people, and I love it. I can't wait. So let's keep it sports-related, yo, okay? Let's keep it game-changing. I feel like this guy's a game-changer. He's a game-changer. This motherfucker danced his way into stardom, yo. Lit every great, day. Great athlete, great player, hell of a dancer. <laughs> now, he's been in the news, you know what I'm saying, been in the sports you know, uh, realm. Mr. Odell Beckham, okay? He's been having trade rumors from the Giants. Mm. They've been looking for They've been like, hey, this nigga's on the trading block. We might get rid of him. He's been ODing too much. He's been ODing with Odell. <laughs> they saying his ratings are kind of high, <laughs> but it's not bringing a positive light to the team. Okay? With the ODing with Odell, which we thought of when we need that cut. Okay? That was his first offense, too. He's been pretty clean. What? Yeah, but he just wants too much money. Yeah. Plus, he might be better suited for Dancing with the Stars. So now, my thing with y'all, are the Giants bluffing, or do you think they really are getting shipping Odell, and is this a good move to ship Odell? Shipping him. I think they're open, yeah. They're shipping him. Yeah. I, I think both. it's a good move. Think it's a good move? Yeah, I think oh, it's yeah. both. Both? It's, but it's smart on either side. What do you mean both like the... I think they're playing, they're, they're just, they're trying to hand, they're using it for a negotiation tactic. Okay. Because, again, you have like a top five talent in terms of that position, so you don't, that's hard to replace. But at the same time, I'm open to it, to B's point, I don't want to pay that type of money, so I'm using this as, as a negotiation tactic to kind of scare him a little bit. Scare you know, Yeah, like... Because you know, they they have a they, I think he's the wrong money. player for that. Yeah, yeah he it's wants not gonna work for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they they you know, um, but they're trying their hand. That's business, and we've seen it done. You know, time and again, not only in the NFL, but in the NBA. They got what four years out of him? Uh, Was it has it been four? Damn, them four years went by fast to me. Rookie contract type shit because he's still on rookie contract, yeah, right? Yeah, four one years? more year. Yeah, one more year. Yeah. So yeah, they they squeezing like a turnip. Mm-hmm. Let him lose. I mean, he's still fresh. He's still young. He's still fresh. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He trains heavy every day. Still so. dancing like a motherfucker. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, he's going to come back stronger. He didn't even get to burn himself out last season because he got injured. So he's going to come back stronger. People ain't going to know what to expect. So, I mean, it's good for in both ways. He'll get his money somewhere. Giants get to restart over. And they have to what spend they money. to do. Right. And they have to spend money. But the crazy thing is, you keep old manning or do you keep young Odell? Like, really? I mean, you, oh, you got your chips with Manning. I feel like you got to rebuild all around. Well, you going to rebuild yeah. around Manning? That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you really want to risk not paying your my, star, your true my, star? My opinion, I think they should, I guess, keep Manning, but get a younger quarterback and mm-hmm. just and get rid of Odell and just start over. Mm-hmm. Start from scratch. Because Odell, I mean, he's one of those players that's like, you. he wants his money. But then, what about the rest of the squad? You got to think about, you got to rebuild your defense. You got to get everything else, your old line, get everything back together. And you can't do that if you're gonna pay one motherfucker, and you got a olding, you got an aging Eli anyway. You know what I'm saying? So you might as well get just rebuild, yo. No, I agree. Rebuild I agree. everything from the ground up, and then boom. I just hit your laptop. I'm having to face this. <laughs> I'm having to face this truth in 2K right now. What was that? What? I got a top superstar. Are you in? Are you in the <laughs> franchise mode? My, yeah, my GM league. <laughs> I got the top superstar in all of NBA, and I got him on a rookie contract. He's in his last contract. Oh, He's undecided Lord. if he wants to sign with me. So I said, I got three chips with him already. So let him go. Let him go. Yeah, let him go. Oh, if we got three chips, then yeah, yeah. Let start him go. from the bottom. Right. You know I me mean? start let over. Let that you. That's just that's money you can get. You can just spread out. And I kind of view this as a bad relationship. Like, you know, it, you, you wanted it to work. You're fighting for it to work. But then it's kind of like you let him go. He's going to spread his wings elsewhere. He's going to be great. And you guys will eventually rebuild up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, So whether it's the Rams or I think wherever he goes, it's going to be something special to watch. It, I mean, I think it, it depends. I mean, like we've seen something similar with uh, look at Randy Moss, mm-hmm. right, when he was traded away. Uh Wanted more money. Uh, the relationship sour with the the Vikings, and he got traded to to the Raiders. I think you know he was decent during those seasons, but wasn't really motivated. Was he not old? Not old, but was he like twenty nine? I don't 30. remember. I was still young around then. So yeah, about twenty nine thirty. Okay, again, so, not not old. You know, and I. And but he he was seasoned though. Still, he was still seasoned. He was seasoned. A big part of that was personality and just like uh, just other conflicts with the, I guess like similar to what I guess was going on with New York and Odell. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're getting tired of him being in the headlines. You know, page six up there and stuff. Um, and you just for a franchise, I, I know it's a hard season. Uh, I mean, hard hard reasoning. I guess like to go ahead and kind of get rid of a talent. But sports is one of those weird things where you're in the business of winning. So sometimes. Your bottom line runs counter to what's best for you know the actual team or vice versa, right? You know what I'm saying? When you're trying to make these types of types of decisions, in this case, yeah, he's like a top talent, but at the same time, do we really want to put up with this headache, especially when we're losing? So you think he's with the um, okay, yeah, what the cocaine video? I mean, or whatever, just, and then he's like I say, the, headli- headlines in general that aren't necessarily viewed as a positive. But is he a liability? He's, he hasn't even had that many. Like this, literally the first major. Headline he's ever had. Yeah, but, but as far as like, okay, but you in see a contract what he does year. on the contract year. You see the, the video, and then you got these past instances where he's on the sideline throwing tantrums and shit. 
Yeah, it's just kind of productive. Is that, I'm, as, I'm asking, uh, but I'm, a, I'm just asking. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's a big deal. Right. I'm just asking if y'all, if y'all think, as being an executive, looking at this young, talented dude, because besides all the bullshit, you know what I'm saying, you may think of him. He is definitely a talented player. Mm-hmm. Is his antics, because he does bring, he will bring antics to the team whether you think so or not he'll bring a certain attention to the team are, do, are you willing to risk that it's great you think Bus- it's great business wise is great mm. he brings attention to your brand good attention too okay i've never seen so many uh, gold locks on young kids man you damn you know what, what i'm saying like, and it's all due to him you talking mm. about game change that's all due to him he's bringing generating money to their brand he has never had an issue off the field ever. You know what I mean? I heard something on, um, I was at the fucking gas station, the gas station TV type shit. And they were talking about how he wanted the big contract. Does he deserve it? They said, yeah, he deserves it, blah, blah, blah. He's never had any type of stuff off the field, blah, blah, blah. As quirky as he is on the field, off the field, he's just, you know, he handles himself correctly. Right. That whole now. So he's never had a major issue. This is his only major issue. On the field, is no different from a Ocho Cinco, right? Mm. But in this era, they're actually allowing people to be like what Ocho Cinco was. So this is he's primed to be in this era. So it's, it was like, what is he doing wrong? He's bringing attention. He's generating money to your brand. You know, like bring him on. Like now, the business side of it—that's another discussion. Because I don't know their fucking books. I don't. You know, they definitely need to fucking rebuild. You know, and paying him that much money and. What money is it? I don't know per se, but paying him a shitload of money when you have to rebuild—that's no. Is good. he going to the Rams? I, and I guess I was going to say going to the Browns. No, Lord, he will not. No way. Well, <laughs> no way. And I, I guess I was about to ask the question: Is that good that he's acting like ultra single? Because we saw eventually his ass got shipped out. But that was during an but, era yeah, that yeah. wasn't acceptable. I agree with Gibbs. Yeah, I well, think now, now in well, this era. He's dancing. He's having fun. This is he's he's made for this. I shit. saw a clip where Ocho was like, he was like, "This now nah, I want to do this." <laughs> <laughs> like Ocho been the goat. He the goat of the end zone dancing and all that. He scored a touchdown. Did a little dance. Went to the instant replay and started watching his own instant replay and got fined for that. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, I think Ocho's I mean, I, ultimately, I, I, thought, yeah. I thought that stuff was like innocent Him and enough. man. <laughs> now I will say that. And again, I can see. I'm not. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it. But I can see where, like, you know, the antics on the sidelines can get like tiresome, just because I understand about like, yeah, you know, getting off, getting in trouble off the field that hasn't happened. But look at another play that that never really happened with in terms of To, and what happened with that. You know what I'm saying? He wore his welcome just because the other things on the field just got old, whether the sideline tantrums. Okay. To get what Giz said, his was off the field though. Yeah, that's what I say. Oh, that's what I say. He, oh, he has, don't have nothing off the. He don't really that, have that, besides the video. That's why I say he hasn't had. And I, I said the same thing. I say, he, all, you know, off the field he hasn't had anything, but on the field I would compare. You know, if I had to, to a to, to. Ah, I don't even know if I can compare them like that. To was a little extra, yo. Yeah, he he was he was, he was, he was extra. He was extra to, to to a degree, but to never had nothing, no problems off the field. He didn't. The the main trouble was the the sideline the sideline uh, hissy fist that he threw similar to Odell and stuff. Odell yeah, he, he took the t- net. He had a fight with a net. 
Yeah, that's his biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, and he almost like injured himself then. How stupid would that have been? I mean, your, your hands, your face, and all that stuff is like pretty much like your business at that point and stuff like that. What, a couple butt cheeks too. That's what, it. what happened? What happens like as far as like punching the Male thing? Butt cheeks. What, what if a report came out that he broke his wrist and he had to miss like several games we just because he punched? Though. Yeah, he, he he punched he punched the net. What what have y'all been saying then? You know what I'm saying? Because that was a possibility, and then like it swung back and almost hit him in his face. Then just like some of the other things, <laughs> it like swung back on him. Yeah, no, he, he <laughs> shout box himself, right? Yeah, that would but be like, crazy. but yeah, I mean, it's just like that stuff is just like counterproductive. The certain franchises, whether it's right or wrong, they're well within their rights to go ahead and have concern about it, especially and again in a big contract year where you're like, I'm negotiating like a big time contract. I'm already not winning. This dude, as much, as talented as he is. I also don't like some of the other things that go on in terms of like the antics and everything like that. Can I really uh, trust this dude to carry what the, to carry the flag? What are you talking about? Because I gotta saying. go. I gotta he go with Giz again. The Off the field, much. he ain't really I'm, making that much and, noise. And, and, and on, on the, the field, field the, the sideline, the sideline stuff. But that's, but that's, but that's. Okay, we all can make fun of Odell for that shit. Okay, but it's just passion. He's just like okay. We suck. And, and, no, and Antonio, <laughs> but Antonio saying, Brown threw the Gatorade cool. You want to take Antonio Brown? They got on him about that in Pittsburgh. But that's my that's point. Documented. Though. But that's my that's point. That's what I'm saying. Some some franchises don't, and that's that's what uh, that's all I'm saying. Whether you agree with it or not, the franchises are all within I their rights to go ahead and like you know have a problem with that and stuff. Me personally, I, I'm saying right here, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem, but we know for a fact that certain franchises do. What would I? Okay. So, but what would I do? Head coach, I get a veteran player. Veteran receiver, put him next to Odell. Tell him no. This, yo, you a talented motherfucker. Stop swinging on fucking goalposts and stop. You know what I'm saying? You need to relax. You might want to cut down the cha cha and all the, the doing the fitting the folks. You know what I'm saying? Shooting in the end zone. Cut the dancing down a little bit. Be you. But let's him. Be, no, no, I'm saying be no, no, be you. I don't think that'll work. It'll be you. Yeah, I don't think I gotta go to Cleveland. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's, too, nah. he's too big of a. Uh, I'm not gonna say he's not an icon, but it's another word I'm searching for. He's it's too big, icon. too big of a personality. No, I, was, I was about to say personality. personality. Yeah. Too big of a I don't think I don't think he would listen right now because I think that's one of the reasons, and it sounds like kind of weird when I say this. I think that's another reason why they brought in someone like a, a Brandon Marshall, someone that had trouble at the beginning of his career, as talented as he was. He got his act together and became a locker room leader. They brought him up to New York to go ahead and not only help the franchise out on the field, but also be, hey, this is like that big brother, so to speak. Um, <laughs> I think you know, Brandon this is the same room. Terrible stuff. big brother like, to have. Come OD with me, baby. Yeah, come on, OD <laughs> with Odell. No, but, but, but no. Come on down, Brandon Marshall. It's time to OD with Odell. But I mean. <laughs> Got hurt. <laughs> 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 Fuck you with <laughs> All that damn cocaine was doing. <laughs> I thought I was numb. You motherfucker. Yeah, lockjaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put his mouthpiece on his cheek because his fucking mouth just going this way to the side. Bobby Brown jaw. <laughs> but I, I do kind of agree with B. I think Odell's personalities. I would say like very strong. B, B don't agree with you. Yeah, I think it's kind of strong in, in that regard and stuff. Um, it's just the fact that, and again, when, whenever we hit these rumors, so to speak, when it comes to contract negotiations, it's coming from somewhere, just like we saw with the Kirk Cousins stuff with, you know, uh, most of us are like uh, Redskins fans and stuff. That's coming from like their camp. They're leaking it out, you know, true or not. 
a lot of stuff's coming from Odell's camp. Like, I'm not going to take anything less than tw- um, 20 million. You know what I'm saying? He has a strong personality. He's feeling himself, as he should to a degree, because he is worth it. I yeah. want that to be clear and Definitely. stuff. But at the same time, I'm on, I'm saying from a business standpoint, if I'm a franchise, I will also have legitimate concerns long term if I'm gonna make that type of investment. If I'm a franchise, I'm like this nigga's gonna bring in so much money. What? Especially if he Los goes Angeles? to LA. If he goes to LA, Los Angeles you or know Cleveland. How much bread he, you don't shut the fuck know, up with Cleveland. He's just, not going to Cleveland. No, Los Angeles or Cleveland. That's the only two teams he's going to. I think he'll kill it, himself it, in it Cleveland. It would be interesting. <laughs> Why it, not? It would be interesting he if he goes heat. to Cleveland. He got heat. He got heat. He's they can af- they can afford to get him and trade away the pl- they can trade away a player and a draft pick to get him. They don't have no <laughs> No, no, uh, they can trade away a draft pick and a player to get him. What player would you give up? They can trade away a fucking third stringer. I don't give a fuck. But they yeah, okay. Giants have stated. Listen, I'm not the most football listen, savvy, but I'm not taking the a third stringer. The Giants have stated they want first round picks. It okay. doesn't necessarily hold on. It doesn't necessarily mean I know <laughs> I know I know it's sports right. I'm talking about I know hold on. They didn't necessarily stipulate it has to be in this season, in this draft. They can give one away for this draft, give one away for the next draft. No, we get that. Okay, okay, so boom. So even if they just do that fucking shit, they have a chance to get Odell. On top of that, he has heat with he has his man who he went to college with. You know what I mean? No, like, I was say I, I agree with that with him and Landry because the they re- the boys. The rebuild process is already proven, and even if they give away one draft pick, they still have another top tier draft pick left. Mm-hmm. That's going to be nothing but quarterback swept up in the first couple of picks. So you you have hella options. So it's a, so it's a rebuild, but it's going to be so much money generated off that. But alone think, and they can afford him. I think Odell would rather go to the Rams. Just now, the team they have yeah. that's that's what, coming and, up. And that's what yeah. I was saying. That's why I said LA too. So you have the Rams who they're fucking going. They're going to the Super They're Bowl. going to the ship. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. And if they land him, they're fucking definitely going. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's what I'm saying. Those are your only two big options, in my opinion, that can afford him. You know? They can afford him in there in LA. And it's a good look. The top pick to me. I think it's a good look on both sides, though, personally. I think I'd be stupid on Cleveland's part, and I think I'd be smart on the Rams. Cleveland is nowhere near. If I'm Cleveland, why am I trading away, like, future assets to go ahead and pay someone $20 million, and I'm not ready to win? And these assets they just got. Exactly. (laughs) That'd be dumb. That's the only reason I'm saying it's dumb. You know, and I'm saying, like, the idea that, that, like, you know – you know, like they that gets us thrown out is like no, it's just, it's just from, say it. Say how it is. It's fucking dumb. From a franchise standpoint, how it is. It I'm gonna give I'm gonna give up a first round pick when I need a franchise quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is just a stopgap. Let's be clear about that in yeah. their eyes. He's never least. had fucking receivers though. He is a he is a solid quarterback who's never had but, but solid receivers. That's, that's why. I, that's why. And then I just in this in their eyes. But he has solid receivers now, and if you add an Odell to his camp, it's crazy. And he, and even then, and I you think can still get a Barkley. They still need to get younger. Yeah, and, and there's still question marks. Let alone you would still have to pay Tyrod Taylor at that point and stuff mm-hmm. like that. After, you know, afterwards. So you're talking about like I'm gonna trade to go ahead and pay someone twenty million. I also have to resign also because Gordon's coming up, so I'm gonna have two receivers that's gonna want twenty million dollars a year plus pay a quarterback. That doesn't make sense from a franchise standpoint. Gordon just came back. You ain't really gotta pay him that. No, his contract's about to be up. They, they can't get around that. But 
he just got back. You he's, just, he's going to get bread. You, you no, he's going to get bread. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're going to have to address it. And Everybody from knows a, he's a beast. And if you're talking about if you're if you're a smart <laughs> franchise and you're bouncing the book. clean, yo. But as soon as he does get clean for that one he's game, he's going to ball out. <laughs> that <Yeah>. one game? <laughs> so ba- he's going to yeah. ball out for that one that game. That first game yeah. of the season, that motherfucker going to ball. <laughs> <laughs> so again, from a business standpoint, if I'm looking at my books, that doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? But from LA standpoint, I think I said this in group chat. Like they struggled to go ahead and like get fans. They were they were good on the field. The on field product was legit. It's just that LA's all, and that's why they lost the franchise in the first place because there's so much to do. Fans don't really come out to the games. Mm-hmm. You're lucky if you get like thirty to forty thousand. I this thought point. that was wild. I thought the Rams would have a few mm-hmm. traffic. Yeah, a lot a lot goes into yeah, it. That's why yeah. the, that's why they lost both franchises to begin with and stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, um, traffic is bullshit. It's just that. It makes sense from a business standpoint. The number two market overall in the nation and stuff—that's money for. And the bulk of the money comes from the TV deals. So they have, they want to have that pre- presence there. You know, they want to at least try to go ahead and also attract people at the gate and stuff. So if I have an attraction like an Odell, yeah, you know what I'm saying. What better way to go ahead and market to the fans? Like, not only did we go ahead and have like a, a great season last year, we have our franchise quarterback. Now we got a shiny new toy that he's throwing the ball to and stuff. You know, everybody in LA is gonna be, you know, have the gold locks and coming out with, you know, the old jerseys. They already got the gold locks. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect, bro. You know, uh, Levar Ball is gonna go ahead and try to get one of the Ball brothers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, the parallel with him and stuff. BPP. Angelo's getting drafted too. That's another conversation. Oh man, that's another conversation. Odell will keep Braun in Cleveland. He would. He would. No. Nah. He would. Nah, nah. He keep people from burning his jerseys if he left. I told I, I y'all they only that. burn their jerseys just to keep the heat on, just mm-hmm. so he can stay warm yeah, when LeBron but leaves. They'll bring the heat with him, you know. Mm. They'll be all right. LeBron, eh. LeBron I don't leaves, think he bring as much there. heat as as LeBron. No. He ain't bring as much. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> Odell is well, Odell. Cleveland? But LeBron is yeah, LeBron's a is Ohio. <laughs> LeBron is Cleveland. So yeah, LeBron is fucking Cleveland. You know and, they, and they can't imagine that in Cleveland. If you already Odin of Wolf Odell and you got fucking Josh Gordon, like that's a bad combination, oh, right? Josh <laughs> Gordon and Odin uh, all the way. I'm that's going a bad to a party tonight, dog. He's, he's definitely not going uh, to and, and, then, and then you got Landry too. So like, then you gonna pull Landry and get him in the rehab. So you got three niggas. <laughs> Odin with Odell. All <laughs> y'all Odin with Odell. He's not going. And then lunching with Landry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not going there. All, all three of you niggas getting a rehab, yo. It's Josh Gordon, Landry. John they are consistent. Uh, it's consistent. Oh, yeah, I forgot Landry. OB. Remember Landry? That's why uh, Miami trade. There's no way that that deal's not going down. Paying three receivers, all of them want twenty million a year. Yeah, that's crazy. That, that's not happening. Yeah, they take a pay cut. Well, look, man. <laughs> I think it's time to move on. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of getting their money. You gonna go about to Virgil Abloh? It's like, nah, I don't know if any of y'all care. <laughs> who? Except me. Nah, uh, I don't know who yeah, he is. LV. Virgil Abloh. First man. black motherfucker. First oh, black yeah, that's right. artistic creative director of Oh, he's Louis autistic. Vuitton. Yeah. Artistic. Lose voice. sorry. <laughs> artistic creative director. <laughs> I was about to say, that's lit. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's Kanye's old, like, road manager or some shit mm-hmm. like that. And creative director. Yeah, he got named, yeah. was it like Wednesday, Tuesday? Yeah, it was like, like Monday or Tuesday. Or yeah, something, something like that. that. Uh, big deal, big fucking deal. Yeah, I, I thought I was. He dope. already had his own brand, killing it off white, which brought streetwear to the high end, like 
high-end standards. He brought streetwear to high-end fashion, which was already a big deal. His Nike sellout. I'm going to stop sucking this nigga off. But it's a big deal. Though, man. We don't judge, man. Yeah, go, go ahead and put him over. Nah, Beat on who will. Go get his bread. <laughs> it's definitely a big move. Louis about to do like big shit. I can't afford Louis, so, but good, big shout out to him. Hey, I mean, it doesn't matter. He's going to turn from Louis to Louis. Go to Canal Street, man. Mm. To Lewis, yeah, Lewis Voigt. To Leroy, Lewis Voigt. <laughs> Leroy Vuitton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, shut up, that man. Leroy I was gonna say, I wasn't about to say that shit. Definitely, fuck. <laughs> I, I had a nice segue going on. I, I was gonna say, speaking of getting their fucking money, I was gonna bring the Howard shit up. These kids want their money, but here we go. We're here now. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Sure he was wearing Louis. That oh. nigga was wearing Louis. Yo, <laughs> shout out to Tyrone. If y'all don't know the situation, man, this is a round the way news that didn't hit the you know and hit the whole world. Okay, it looks like Howard's in some hot water. Howard University, that is the uh, um, legendary HBCU. It looks like motherfuckers been scamming like a motherfucker, yo. This is the, if you want to know what scamming is, okay, all you motherfuckers that's hitting the gift cards up. Okay, all you uh, the Nigerians that hit you in the email talking about you got the fucking <laughs> you got Nigerian blood and you trying to get some money. Y'all need to take some notes from my man Tyrone. Can you need to you call Tyrone? <laughs> call him. <laughs> call him up. He probably his phone probably off now though. <laughs> his phone is like he probably in fucking Belize, laying low. Not fucking with none of y'all, you know what I'm saying? Because this nigga has been on... Yo, first and foremost, I need to know, who is this guy's photographer? <laughs> He's got a whole street team. <laughs> he got a whole street team. We need one. Well, let's ask Tyrone, yo. Get his squad. Yeah, let's get his squad. Whatever, who's his team? I know he has a team. <laughs> this dude got a team. Have y'all seen this pictures? You just showed me. Yeah, I showed you. Y'all, y'all need to see that. Just think of that picture, and then just <laughs> ten other ones in another country. He's man wearing goof, Gucci loafers. <laughs> Calling paparazzi on himself. <laughs> man, he called TMZ and all that. He got Gucci loafers. He taking trips out the, out of out of the country. He got a fucking boat. <laughs> you know How you saying? find this nigga? What is his Instagram name? Tyrone. Go. He got. I think it was on Facebook where they found him. Nah, it was dude. Tyrone Hawk. I don't know. I don't know. This is something. Tyrone, whatever. It don't even matter. You saw that one picture. You can Google it. Boycott him. Facebook, man. Oh, yeah. Facebook been on some bullshit. We're going to we probably get on that later. But, like, this shit would ha- Yo, I know as a TAMP, as a collective, we've all said our piece about colleges. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think we feel strongly about, how we, about colleges. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I think this right here fuels my argument a little more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never been that big a fan of college. And now this shit's going down. You can't even trust your your university. You know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers are scamming. Trying to get money from you. And, like, the president, from what I heard, knew about it, is was involved, allegedly. It's an investigation, mm-hmm. allegedly. He probably is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, what the fuck? Like, 
what is going down? Like, I need to know, like, how can you even trust these people? You know what I'm saying? Like, you going to school, you feel like you got your money. Now, all of a sudden, you're getting hit with, like, a $9,000 bill that you thought was covered because you had financial aid. Like, what the fuck is happening? Hmm. Like, how y'all feel about this? Like, is there any, like... I don't know. My financial aid checks was lit. (laughs) Shit, I'm in school now. It's a trade school. Six-month program Mm. with Sally Mae. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting my shit. I got. I paid my shit off already. Now I just got to wait till I'm out of school. Then Sally May gonna be knocking at my door. I used to be lit for two weeks every time a new semester started. Yeah. With them financial aid checks. You get a little extra. Yeah, you get a little, you get a little more, extra. Man, man, you on get the side. Check be lit for two whole weeks. Nah, I, I definitely, down. I definitely was eating off the fucking. <laughs> I got a loan. I got a little extra <laughs> off that joint. You feel me? And I was, I was eating off of that. <laughs> But imagine you think you good. You think you're going to get a little extra off your check. You know what I'm saying? You think you're going to be paying for books and you think you may pay for other shit and this other life shit you got this extra check for. But instead of getting a check, you find out your school is like, yo, not only do we not have the funds for you, but you're going to have to go back home because you can't pay for housing. So now you can't stay on our campus. You know what I'm saying? And you thinking you good. Like, you had a plan. Matt, when I was going to Bowie, you had to know what the fuck to go down. Like, you had to know where your finances were coming from. Or else, I remember me and Jay Knox came back from spring break. Mm-hmm. We didn't uh, apparently file for rooming mm-hmm. <laughs> correctly. What's not that point? You know what I'm saying? And we didn't get our key to our room. We was like, what the fuck is going on here? It has something to do with financial aid that we had to go fix that shit. But these people, that shit, did, it's not getting fixed. It's, this shit is permanent now. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my homegirl, Zara. She was supposed to come on the show. Okay. But she's good. You know what I'm saying? Again, she's a little under the weather. <laughs> it's all good, though. But she probably she's going to come on next time. I want her to go into full detail on it because she goes to Howard. Well, AI, AI plays her, but. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right he does. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But. It's just like this shit is sad. That's just sad to me. You can't even trust your university. Like the administ the uh the administration or whatever. Y'all supposed to be looking out for these people. Like these young people are trying to get education and shit. This is what you're trying to push. You know what I mean? Like put your money into us, into this financial aid. We got you for these four plus whatever years you going here. And then you worry about the shit later. Now you you ruining these people's future right now. All in all, it's a job. What college? What working mean? at a college. Oh, working at a college. It's a job, and there's always gonna be niggas at <laughs> said job. Tyrone is that a nigga. They don't like their job or willing to risk it all to you know take what they need to take from their job. When niggas gonna dig, we keep saying that. It's just what it is, man. And it's a HBCU. The, which stands which is, out even more. Which means there are a lot of black people with these HBCUs. But you get a sprinkle of niggas. In I was about to say that. Okay, <laughs> you, there you go. You get your you get your sprinkle of niggas nice in there. Especially at fucking Howard. Okay. Because oh, yeah. Howard is legendary. And that's supposed to be a prestigious, you know, HBCU and then this shit happens. Yo, and I had Howard in like my top of like HBCUs. I thought yeah, Howard was top, like. I'm, but I'm thinking like there would be no type of scandal Nasty in Howard. This, this shit been going from what I've heard. This shit been happening since 07. 
See? Millions of dollars. It looked like when dude graduated high school and shit and just started working there. Like, <laughs> fuck it, I'm about to come up. He came up, though. Okay? If y'all want to do scamming, shout out Tyrone, man. Hey, I mean, Tyrone, you know, he messing up for civilians that go to, you know, to the school and stuff. Niggas reign supreme right now. He probably got a whole supreme, <laughs> supreme <laughs> closet, <laughs> supreme clientele. <laughs> supreme clientele. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He got supreme clientele. He got supreme clothes. Shout out to Gibbs who fought over there. I heard that. Wow, <laughs> that's how we do. But, but it's like you know his his theme song is like the entire soundtrack to Ghostface. You know, <laughs> like supreme clientele. He's got a yo. Hold on. I mean, between the main, he just needs like the big I'm bracelet sorry. and stuff. I'm like. Sorry. Hold he, up. He, like he's showing out. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put this out there. He has a niggas gonna nig, correct? Yeah, man. This is scientific. I didn't fact. think he could be such a nigga. He has a SoundCloud. <laughs> Tyrone, his name's Ty Money. Okay. Hold that makes on. Sense now. Hold on now. I'm trying to find you. I don't want no dead air. Hold on. <laughs> he, Ty Money. Ty, Ty Money. I'm sure he was in the booth with just throwing. Yo, I know he's probably a stadium throwing everyone's financial aid, yo. Oh, he definitely is. He's yeah. definitely in stadium in his Gucci loafers. That's spending someone's book money. <laughs> spending somebody's book money. Yeah, I would say, like, has, has he appeared on anybody's IG page yet? Has like he? The ring? No. Doing D42. Just throwing everybody room and yeah, board. Yeah. Yeah. Throwing somebody's goddamn yeah. economics book. Econ- 101. 101. 102. 102 man. Yeah, me. <laughs> hey, baby girl. <laughs> you trying to enroll? <laughs> trying to change these girls' lives, yo. Hold up. Yeah, he's like, I got some room and board for you, baby. <laughs> Here's your meal plan right here. Hold on. <laughs> all right, y'all ready? Boy, sexy voice. Hold on. Let me turn my phone all the way up. Is he about to rap? Of course. He's a nigga. <laughs> niggas love to rap. Yeah. Financial aid. Gonna get paid. You already know. Got your girl and get laid. <laughs> hey. Hey. Like a nigga with a fob. I mean, he got access. He's one of these shit. Oh, I got some. I got some. Yo, so we continue with the bars. Hold up. Said jail flow. Whoa! Make sure it's in the in the side. They all. You wearing ten thousand dollar minks, my man. He's ass. Dog. <laughs> He's paying. That's okay. The minks. That's fucked up. The Gucci loafers. That's fucked up. These trips overseas. That's fucked up. But don't you dare. What's going on over there? But don't you dare. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's squeeze bottle. Yeah, squeeze that. Yeah, yeah there you go. That's the lip. If you don't know what's going on, he just don't know how to pull it. He's nice shit, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I was, don't you dare spend my financial aid on studio time for your <laughs> whack-ass SoundCloud. <laughs> don't you dare. Hey, he had, he had important work to do. Access to a fob. Oh, hey. that shit was funny. <laughs> I got all access like a fob. 
<laughs> you know what? You couldn't just, get a ghostwriter? You got bread? I just thought about this. What's that? I'm just thinking about me personally. If this was Lil Buck, both Lil Bucks, is this ho- horse dick worthy? No. Mm-mm. I don't think so. I mean, I he definitely know. needs to get locked the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. One, because this stupid fucking SoundCloud. Some, <laughs> I think in some cases, some people are like. My my baby worked hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the Lord them, the, the Lord had blessed him. Yeah, to them it's probably horse dick worthy. Yeah, definitely not, to, to them me, not quite. It's not. It's not one of them. Yeah, I ain't fucked up. He definitely need to go to jail, and he'll probably meet a horse dick nigga. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and then they'll handle that. But he definitely need to go to jail for real. But it's a, if he did, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's wild because I I get it. I'm not at that point, so I, I can't personally put myself and say like, yeah, this work, but I can. I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of someone that kind of worked to get to this point, or my child, if they were one of the ones that were violated by this and stuff. That's almost like a horse dick worthy offense, right there. If I was run me my money, you piece of shit, where are you at? <laughs> That's how I know. He's got a. He's got a. Where do y'all think he's at? Because. He, what I, from what I know, right no now, one's no one knows where he is. I mean, he's on out of control. He making mixtapes and shit like that. And my baby <laughs> can't go to class. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they came from the Calio projects and shit like that. He's using, <laughs> he's using the money for your future <laughs> on a fucking mixtape, and he rapped over slob on my knob. <laughs> what was that? What beat was this? Oh, Plain Jane. Yeah, he, he rapped over Jane. Plain Jane. So listen, ASAP Ferg needs a suit. <laughs> <laughs> he got access to a fob, man. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Can we really be mad Where at him? Where is he at right now? Where y'all uh, think he's at? The Bahamas. I think he's in D.C. somewhere. Lame no, I'm trying to think I don't even know. think he's that far. <laughs> I don't even think he Actually, made it out he's the on country. West, he's on yeah, West Virginia. Cayman Islands. Yeah, smart move is being close. Yeah. Smart move. Because no one's going to look for him. He's hanging out mm-hmm. in Shaw or something. <laughs> he's on West Virginia Avenue somewhere. Ben and Road? Is he on uh, Alabama? You can't make it on Ben and Road yeah, with this yeah, 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 not that. Shit. With this fur or uh, West Virginia with, the, with this fur. That's true. On. With the Gucci. So he, he's somewhere in Northwest. Gucci yeah, bag. he has to be somewhere in Northwest with the hipsters. So Adams Morgan, maybe. Probably. Or is that too high key? Maybe he's like. Mm-mm. Yeah, like I said, Shaw somewhere. Where are the white like people at? Street. Is that Adams Morgan? Yeah. He's gonna be with the white folk. Northwest in general. Where they don't care about how. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> niggas love to throw away money. He's there, or yeah, he went to somewhere with no extradition. So he went to like Zurich, <laughs> <laughs> some shit like that or whatever. Man, shout out to this dude. Why did that students work in the financial aid office? He was supposed to be a uh, student aid. I didn't think he was supposed to get paid. They should never let students be student aides. But the thing was, all right, it's he was a student. I think it depends on what you're doing. But yeah, it's what you're but, doing. But in finance, that seems like a clear conflict of interest. But it's more than just the student. It's a lot of co- it's supposed to be like hundreds of employees involved. Damn, man. So this is even more iconic. I was a student. I went out and bought a purse. He bought a man purse with the boots to match. With mm. the rain boots. He's <laughs> Uncle Buckley. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm going to buy that next week. <laughs> he, has, he has a man purse and Man. And uh, what, are the, what are those rain boots called? Hunter? Oh, you yeah. got them Hunter rain boots? He's dressed North like South. a woman, a widowed woman that just got a settlement because mm. her husband died. Or I, got divorced. I got a whole bunch of expensive shit, but it don't really match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just a, it's a bunch of this name brand shit that it don't, don't match, but it's expensive. You just know it just it costs yeah, It looks like money, but it's like, I don't, that's not cool. Like, 
Man, let me tell y'all why I love Black Twitter, yo. They flame. You want to know why I got this mixtape shit? That shit was on Black Twitter, yo. They searched them out. They searched this motherfucker. They got memes for days. What What do y'all think needs to happen as far as action? Is this like? Uh, I think we just continue to meme the fuck out of them. Meme them out. Mm. Meme meme the fuck out of them. Meme them to jail. What's <laughs> it personally happen? Yeah, like far as like justice system, like what? How does what does this even fall under? As far as Death. like criminal. Is it like laundering? It's not laundering. It's not embezzlement. Embezzlement. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. That's embezzlement. The that's, that's the word. Fancy word. Embezzlement. That's the fancy rich word. That's the, that's the rich folk word. They embezzle all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And then it's deep because the president knew. Mm. Mm-hmm. Damn, I wish I knew more. Y'all knew more about this shit. No, <laughs> man, was like, man, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he stole a lot of money. Shout out to them. I did some research just you now. You gotta know when to stop while you're ahead. He had 400 racks. Yeah, people get, people get greedy and that's what you That's what happened. Quit. Tyrone went on business trips by himself. What, you got a picture? No, that's on us. Oh, sorry. Bunch of white people. Show all the white people you're looking at, man. Why are you looking at all them white people? Damn it, Uncle Buck. <laughs> Dawson's Creek. <laughs> talking about HU, looking at Dawson's Uncle Creek. Uncle Buck cannot. We, it was too much black people we were talking about. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, see what? Yuck. <laughs> A Dawson's Creek reunion. And he wonders why we call him out the way we do. <laughs> Like, Ugh, niggas. Ugh. Had to find the whitest thing possible, yo. Steve goddamn Nash. Yo, <laughs> Uncle Buck. And you wonder why we call okay, you. Uh, <laughs> Steve Nash? Steve That's Nash. a real athlete right Steve there. <laughs> Larry Bird was the best athlete we could even was the was the most influential athlete in basketball. Imagine Johnson. Oh fuck that motherfucker right there. Bird used his head. <laughs> <laughs> it's like coming to America. Rocky, Rocky Monsanto. <laughs> LeBron can jump, okay, but can he think? My man stretched him out. Look at that. He stretched him out. Is so that your weird. wallpaper? <laughs> nah, it's actually just that big. See? They just that blew it big. up like that. See? It's just that big. See? No, seriously. Yeah, seriously, look. Uncle Buck. Yeah, that hurt It's just head. big. Uncle Buck, what is happening, yo? <laughs> you just couldn't control yourself. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? That's just funny as shit. Morgan State. Howard Hughes. Niggas. Wisconsin. Dawson's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since we on white shit now, we got to talk. Let's talk about this man, yo. <laughs> since we on the. Since we talking about racist people. <laughs> I'm not racist. I think it's a good segue. I think this is a good. I think this is a good segue. You know what I'm saying? Talking about you know racist people and shit. Uh, my home girl, my home girl Stormy Daniels, was just on CNN, man. Talking about uh, Uncle Buck's homeboy Donald Trump. No, that's Giz's homeboy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Giz. Oh, I know about you. I know. <laughs> I'm about to say that. Let's be clear about that. That's not my homeboy. <laughs> I know he embezzled some money yeah, towards your, yeah. your, your business, sir. 
Come on now. Get stumping for him yeah. on the campaign trip. We ain't saying nothing. <laughs> you know me. I was there. Anywho, you know what I'm saying? Donald Trumpy. You know what I'm saying? Again, he's in the fucking news. Before I even tell y'all what the fuck happened, don't it just seem like I'm just numb to all this shit now? To all the Donald Trump shit? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I am too. I'm, yo, I got the CNN. Like, I got the news thing on my Apple phone. I got the notifications. And I got it for CNN. And it's just every time CNN pops up, it's something to do with Trump. Yeah. Or something that Trump is involved with. So you got Jeff Sessions in that bitch or whatever. Mm. Something to do with Russia. And it's just something that with Trump. And I'm just like, I remember I said, we all, we're going to eat off Trump as far as just like making jokes and all this shit but now it's just like i'm tired yo <laughs> like i don't even want to talk about you no more it's I'm, like i don't even get it's like too easy it's like okay look at it on tv yeah it's like we in the nba playing fifth graders you know what i'm saying it's like i don't want to do this no more this is too easy if it wasn't for the 20th anniversary of dawson's creek coming out <laughs> i think my nerves would be shot right now right <laughs> But I wouldn't even have known about that shit until you brought Man, it up. What? <laughs> hey. Who gives a shit? They showing it all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah y'all yeah. care, right? We talking about? Are we gonna talk about this? I'm like, yes, now. I mean, I don't even fucking know. Segway, segway, segway. <laughs> now, it's for it. Talk about this. Talk about this. Like, okay. <laughs> Talk about how racist you are, motherfucker. <laughs> or from Howard to Dawson's Creek. How still? How fucking? How crazy is that? Uncle Buck literally got overloaded with nigga shit. He's like, it's too much niggas. Too much nigga talk. Fur coats, Gucci belts, <laughs> Gucci bags. <laughs> See, you were talking, talking about the you talking about the the meat sweats earlier. I got the nigga sweats. <laughs> my 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 spices start tingling and synapses like start popping off. Yo, I'm like, oh man. I'm, we gonna get to what I was talking about, but the funniest part about Uncle Buck being racist is that he works with black people. <laughs> Every day to help them, <laughs> to help them. <laughs> we talked about this before, but like that shit just has me dying. <laughs> Uncle Buck is sitting at his desk, <laughs> just pissed off. Yeah, help these niggas again. These goddamn <laughs> niggas <laughs> keep on nigging, <laughs> no matter what I do. <laughs> What I do to help these niggas, they just keep on nigging. <laughs> he coming home, Mrs. Buck got to hear about the niggas nigging. <laughs> Little Buck gets chastised and because it looks like he's doing niggas shit. Littlest Buck gets yelled at because he potentially might do some niggas shit. <laughs> Yo, Uncle Buck wants no nigga to him at all. He shut that shit down instantly. It's like, like, yo, he think little Buck going on world star something. What the hell you doing? Whoa, whoa, no, no, no. 
Yo, that shit. If y'all want to know why, I know y'all probably like, why is that funny that Uncle Buck is racist? But just for that, we know he's not actually racist. Let me clear that up because we got people that listen to other places. <laughs> he might be, but <laughs> I don't think he. But he works with. He tries to help. Y'all don't understand how funny that is. If you can't see the uh, humor of a of a black man. Helping other black people, but hating these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> he really wants the best for these niggas, but they keep on, they just keep on niggas. And Uncle Buck comes home frustrated <laughs> and sees the just a, a, a just a little morsel of nigga shit going on in the house. He don't want none of that, none of it. Oh my god. <laughs> that was good. Yo, we didn't even finish that issue, no. right <laughs> We never even finished that. Shit. I was going to wrap it up soon, but Uncle Buck just said, "Fuck this." Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Dawson's Creek. That ended. He was like, and then he tried to, he tried to sneak into you. He probably was going like, like, "Should I say yeah. wait, huh? what? You think, what you think about this?" Funny shit was, he was like, "What's that over there? You got a picture? You got a picture of it?" Uncle Buck said, "No, <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. There's no nigga in my fucking iPad. <laughs> not at all. There is no way, no nigga on this iPad." Uncle Buck, I love you to death. Fucking <laughs> hilarious. All right, now can we get to the Trump shit? Sure. All right. <laughs> Oh man! All right, Trump back in the news again. Stormy fucking Daniels, who I thought they said she had an NDA. Okay, but I guess we just talked about this off. Uh, talked NDA about this off air. It's a non-disclosure agreement. Yep. Okay, which means whatever happened between her and Trump is supposed to between. It's supposed to stay between her and Trump. Okay, but apparently the loophole was Trump didn't sign the. Uh, Agreement. The agreement. Okay, so that's why she went on CNN and. Did he tell her that he signed it? I don't know. See, that's the thing. I wasn't gonna go. Should've. I wasn't gonna go into all yeah, detail. So, even if he didn't. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, how does she know that? Doesn't he get the shit back? She has a copy. Ah. Uh, she has a copy. The yellow that's shit. not signed. The yellow yeah. part. But and that's the copy. Mm-hmm. He didn't sign that shit. Yeah. So there's a small maybe, maybe loophole his, with his, that. Maybe his pen wasn't too strong. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I know so. I signed some shit in my, on my. Yeah, they come through the, yeah. uh, the carbon. Yeah, yeah, don't come through. Maybe that was it. Possibly. Now with that shit, there's two separate copies. No, it's one copy. You sign that shit, and you make photocopies of that shit. That's mm-hmm. all it is. He ain't signed. So it's not like pull the yellow. No, no, no! You don't, you don't pull, you don't pull a carbon copy. It's not like a car like shop. The auto body you can shop. A rental car. Electrician come through or some shit. Let me go get my clipboard. Ain't none of that. Lawyers involved and all this shit. All right, so I didn't want to get because I know did any of y'all even see it? You know what I saw was. He had another a Playboy model come forward, saying the same thing. Right. This is the creepy part about it. I think I know what you're about to They had up. separate Wait. interviews, different times, unbeknownst to them. When the interviews were released, 
They said the same exact story about him. They did. They both beat him. Like, I, I know they brought, even, did one even, of them like slap him on the butt. No, the 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 creep, yeah, that was the, the that was the porn star. The, the creepiest no, part no. about it was Stormy Daniels ain't no porn star. No, that's the she was no, the one that slapped him. Sounds like a porn name. Definitely. The creepiest part about it was both of them said that he mm. told them that you're gorgeous, you're special, mm. you look like my daughter. And he kept mentioning his daughter to these two chicks. And in other separate interviews, he talks about how he will fuck his daughter. Mm. Now, if this was Barack Barack Obama, Barack Barry, throw him under the bing. They throw him under the bing. But it's not. This is Trump. You know what they're saying? Oh, you know, I'm tired of hearing about his sexual escapades. Let's get back to governing and stuff like that. You know, sugarcoated. But. That's fucking creepy as shit. He wants to fuck his daughter. And every chick he meets, he assumes that he's fucking his daughter. Yo, when he, he was tell on you about that? Wendy Williams or whatever. I don't even want to say damn thing. He was He said that if Ivanka, Ivanka yeah. if Ivanka wasn't his daughter, they'd be dating. Yeah. Which means he'd fuck her. And I was like, why would you... It's your daughter. Why would you say that? Are you <clears throat> that's how you look at your daughter. Like, oh man, <laughs> she wasn't my DNA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I dropped that dick off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's that's weird as fuck. Like, why would you even put your daughter in the same like mindset? Well, I mean, I think like with this whole thing, it kind of further and I'm I'm saying that I guess like in a, in another lane to a degree i think it also like validates why like it looks so awkward with the first the, I'm, and i'm doing air quotes the first family how um melania doesn't like holding hands with him and stuff like that because she knew this shit happened you know what i'm saying like mm. you you try and be intimate and show like public displays of affection you fucking you know and paying people off and everything like that and you want me to go ahead and be cool with you like no nah, motherfucker i just think this shows that like People keep saying that he's going to be impeached and all that. This just show this nigga's bulletproof. Like, yeah, it's so he's many. Going to leave him on his own. It's, like. I, I kind of knew that once the grab about the pussy shit just was dust under, dusted under the rug. Like, that shit just got blown the fuck over. Like, we don't even talk about that rarely anymore. People make jokes about it. But it's kind of like nobody really, like, Chastises this motherfucker about it. Like after that shit, once he won the presidency off of that. But I think that with the Stormy Daniels thing too, <laughs> another thing about it is like uh if she is able to go ahead and do this and get him to I guess like potentially like testify, he might incriminate himself because remember that's what actually brought about the the whole uh ordeal with uh President Clinton. When he made comments under oath, but it contradicted technically what really happened. He had two lawyer teams quit on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, recently. Yeah. yeah, nigga, I feel like that's why they're fighting so hard to go ahead because they don't want him to go ahead and testify under oath, knowing that he might. I think that's scary that he had two teams quit because he he has money to buy the best lawyers. I think mm-hmm. he'll represent Ever. himself. It seemed like one of them type of names. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. I think that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be grateful. That's going to write television. Yeah, man, fuck television. 
T A M P. I would want that to happen. The jokes are going to fly. We can we can go ahead and camp out on the you know the lawn. Let's do it. The White House and just like you Let's know, just record right there, there. Just, <laughs> just chilling. It's <laughs> <laughs> raining and cold. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna bring the table. We just relaxed and shit. And we're like, chop, chop, chop. We're just gonna be sitting there, like, man, look at these motherfuckers. Yeah, ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> we all relaxed and shit, getting drunk. We drunk as fuck. <laughs> Been drinking the whole trial. <laughs> my, my officer Daniel's secret service agent at the front. <laughs> like, what's going on with that motherfucker? Like, it's, it's we're gonna get the yo. They secret. I bet Trump's secret service is gonna be chilling with us, yo. <laughs> Recording this shit. Like, oh, we, I, we know secrets about this motherfucker. But yeah, I think like, that's why. Worth your wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you slid that like we got video. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Uncle Buck just slid a dollar to everyone. It's, for, on, it's, for, it's for people who pay extra for simulcast. <laughs> we need video. We definitely need video. Yeah, it's for simulcast. But, um, Douglas, this don't do. I think we already established this, but does this do anything with Trump's? Like, no. does this hurt his. Anything with Trump, persona is is his. Never be able to say does anything hurt him. No, nothing will hurt him. Man, this motherfucker. I think that. I think he laid it all out there to begin. We talk about game changes. He showed he showed us who he was from the jump. So it's like nothing's a surprise, and that's kind of genius. Biggest game changer. I think that's the name of the episode. Game changer, yo. (laughs) I like Jesus shutters where shutters where rises. Yeah, but we. I like it too, but it don't got shit really to do with this. (laughs) More like five seconds. We talked about basketball for hours. Yeah, we did. But fucking Trump. Game changer. Jesus Shuttleworth as the image. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Compromise. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> we'll shake on it. But you know what I'm saying? Trump definitely is like, oh. <laughs> Trump definitely, you know what I'm saying, is a game changer as far as the presidency. Because it's like now, it's like, remember when Bill Clinton got caught up? Uh, JF, did J, what was J, did JFK ever get in trouble for fucking with Marilyn Manson? No, Never got in shot. trouble. Yeah, he got shot. I'm sorry, <laughs> Marilyn Manson. He Good got God. caught out. Marilyn Monroe. But never, it was never a thing like how Trump and Clinton is. It wasn't a big deal back then? Mm-hmm. Okay. They just did that shit back then. Yeah, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Might have been a big deal. I don't think that's why they shot him. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking with my bitch, bang. Might be. That was some good pussy. If that's you assassinating the whole president, (laughs) wasn't he the main one kind of using all those uh, secret uh, interests, agents? Yeah, trying Mm -hmm. to sneak out to his mistresses. That's what Frank Underwood said. (laughs) He said they used that. Remember that stairwell? They would all have secret meetings. Like JFK used this to sneak uh, Marilyn Monroe in and out, and then. Frank Underwood snuck his boyfriends in and out of mm-hmm. <laughs> shit. Oh man, man, was that shit true, yo? Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> Kevin fucking Spacey was really yeah. fucking Everybody. boys in real life, yo. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Method acting for real. <laughs> Holy god damn, mm-hmm. yo! Shit, people are fucked up. Yeah, the first the first time he did it in uh, what was that season? Was that season two? When he when um when we with, first with the agent out. yeah when um they were in the kitchen how many seasons is it three or four they done now yeah, yeah I mean it's pretty much right yeah, yeah if, if they do something with Claire that shit's gonna flop with just Claire as the president he, yeah you need everybody that's gonna, that's gonna flop but like when he first was ki- uh, uh you know just going for it 
when they had the threesome. When they had the threesome? Yeah. The, first, the very first time. You mean the train? <laughs> that was a train. And I, and I, I was like, man, that came security out. agent, right? Yeah. 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 I was like, that, that seemed a little bit too natural. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's and then, story. like, his... Remember there's that other episode where he was, like, on a retreat with all his old college buddies? And there was that one buddy where he yeah. had a strange chemistry between the two yeah, I was like this is a weird conversation to be had and it was like, before they found out Frank was gay or whatever I think this was before like we found out Frank messed with men like all the way yeah it was like they, when whoa. they were I mean, yeah it was kind of like whoa he, he they were in that library first <laughs> they were in that library and he was like why'd you leave me and I'm like, whoa. didn't what? they hold hands they were holding. Shit? I don't think they held hands, but remember they broke into that the, that library or that place that they broke yeah, into they when they were next younger. To each other or some yeah, shit. and they were having that conversation. Like, mm. And I think the other, it was four of them, right, all together, and two of them left. And then he was having that conversation with his best friend, and then they was like, "But you left," and you know. And I'm like, "This doesn't sound like a friend leaving." Like the way they were putting it, like there's something more to. Like they didn't do nothing, but at the same time, like yeah, the tone, it was, it was just it like, was like huh. they gave each other that little gaze. It, it was it was simmer- too long. Yeah, it was simmering. <laughs> a little sparkle in each other's eye. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like whoa. I, no, after watching House of Cards, I look at politics differently. Like I believe all that shit happens. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened on House of Cards, I believe all of that shit because politicians are just too clean to not have skeletons in their closet like that i believe the fucking pizza gate shit with hillary i believe that shit i don't give a fuck what y'all think <laughs> okay i believe it all right i believe anything that comes out with trump <laughs> i believe it stormy daniels put a finger in his butt or whatever the fuck happened you know what i'm saying all that he wants to have sex with his daughter this is shit that don't surprise me as far as politics and all that all right Hollywood and fucking politics are fucked up, <laughs> fucked up, yo. Politics might be worse. It all draws from reality to a degree, right? I mean, what? Uh, especially those political shows. Was it Madam Secretary? Uh, Twenty Four. Scandal. Uh, House of, yeah, Scandal. House of Cards. I mean, they obviously is glamorized, but at the same time, don't they usually hire consultants that either. Uh, what formerly served on the on, on a like administration or something like that or I don't know. I believe it all. Hey, all right. Call me conspiracy theorist, whatever the fuck. I believe that shit. If it happened on House of Cards, it happened in real life. I'm with that. Stand. Yeah. Yeah. I never watched House of Cards. Sure. If you've seen it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, they definitely fucking. No, it's, yeah, it's lit. <laughs> it's a lot of corruption and fucking. I uh, like one season. No, I didn't finish it. It's a lot of corruption and fucking, man. Mm. Lots. Shout out to that. All right, what was House of Cards? Uh, where was the uh, the march that happened? Was that in D.C.? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it happened in a lot of places, but, you know, the main one. Was in D.C.? Mm-hmm. All right, shout out to uh, the March for Our Lives. Nailed it. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> My man, I had to look at B. So I was wrong. <laughs> First. Marching for lives. <laughs> Live marching. <laughs> what is it? And it was for what? Stopping gun violence. And uh, it had something to do. What, they wanted changing to the change in the gun laws and everything. Yeah. And my question to y'all, right, as far as the gun laws, because we're all black men. Okay. Uncle Buck. 
<laughs> does not want to be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe. <laughs> as far as the Second Amendment, do you, what do you? How do y'all feel? Second Amendment. Uh, how does that relate to as far as black males or just black people in general? Whenever like, I have a kid, I'm buying a Yami. Yadaminski? Mm-hmm. With a Kirby. I feel like, yeah. Like, like, I'm not all the way with the NRA because I feel like they only, because whenever like a black dude, a black male gets shot down. Matter of fact, the dude, uh, was it Orlando? Ah, I forgot his last name. He was an NRA member. He was actually had a gun and everything. He got shot down. NRA was ghost. They didn't say shit. All right? They didn't say nothing about it. So I wouldn't say, like, I'm I'm with the NRA, but as far as the Second Amendment, I do think we should all be able to own a gun. Okay? I just think that it needs to... Oh, we talked about this on another part. We just need a v- stricter ways to get a gun. Okay. Yeah, for sure. You need stricter rules. Okay. You got to go through some type of evaluation. I think you need to have uh, references to get a gun. Like, you need to have people that can vouch for you that you're not fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Or like, oh, yeah, he's cool. Like, getting a job. Like, you got to do more to get a job than you do. Like, I saw one sign for um, at the march or whatever that said, I could buy a gun easier than I could buy a Supreme. Mm. That's fucking <laughs> crazy to me. Like get a supreme you, gun. Yeah, like I shouldn't be able to like buying Nike shouldn't be harder. Like buying <laughs> limited Nike shouldn't be harder than buying an AR fifteen. Yeah. Uncle yeah. Buck, you There's said no it's harder getting a fishing license. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, and then I saw um to that effect I saw a picture of a uh child at the march that was holding um a sign that said I can't um they check for me bringing peanuts to school more than they do for a gun. Because, you know, the whole fear about peanut allergy. So basically, like, all these other things are huge priorities, but at the same time, if all these shootings are happening across the country and people are dying, this is a thing, you know, a legit thing. Why is there more attention being given to this compared to other things while they are important, but they're not necessarily costing people lives, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, the, the, the gist of it does not make sense. And then the whole theory about, hey, to protect people from guns, we're going to go ahead and give teachers guns because, you know, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then um, who was that that made the comment that in the event that this happens again, we're going to go ahead and give students rocks to throw? Uh, yeah, uh, you, you, you heard that You heard that one? No, I but that's it. fun, though. But I heard, I heard that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fun, but it's such a dumb idea. You know, it's like, why would you even say oh, that? Oh, let's try that. That's fun. <laughs> you know, let's see how that and, works. And it was it Rick Santorum said that, you know, uh, stu- you know, students that went to the march and protested, whatever the case may be, uh, instead of doing that, they should spend their time uh, to go ahead and learn CPR. And I'm like, you're really that out of touch. Like, that makes sense to you, like, making that comment. Again, like going up against saying that we have to take a stand against like the NRA or just better yet, again, like tougher laws. It's not saying that you can't have guns. We're not taking mm-hmm. taking away your Second Amendment rights. You can still have it's not targeting people that are good citizens. It's just saying that there needs to be tougher laws. And especially with there's clearly like an issue with people with mental health issues mm-hmm. obtaining these weapons and then going out and like legitimately trying to hurt people, you know, um, we need something to go ahead and protect ourselves from them, not to go ahead, not not against the citizens. 
that are doing the right thing and stuff. There's there's a, there's a clear line, but the fact that they're being blurred to go ahead and say like, oh, we're taking away across the board your Second Amendment rights. That's just dumb and it's incorrect. Yeah, I I just I'm all for the Second Amendment rights. Like I said, as black men with families, with wives, with kids, I think we should be able to, you know, arm ourselves and protect. You know Walking my shit. It's gonna be a sad day. <laughs> That's all Walking I'm saying. My shit. I just think we should be able to be uh, to to protect ourselves. You know what I'm saying? But get the sticky out! Get the sticky out! That's how my shit gonna sound. That's how it's gonna sound when I let that thing off, yo. Get the bricky out, bragaga. Hey, that song kind of goes on the low. No man, on the low to cash, to cash you six nine. That song. I actually like him after the Breakfast Club interview. I think I didn't he's like. Right. But I, after I saw him go on there, I listened to that song again where he was like with the blicky with the blicky. Yeah, that song. Goes. That's one of those songs I don't like. I like. He doesn't say that part that many times. Yeah. So that shit goes. But um, as far as like the gun shit. Can we just like Just talk about this shit Like can stop being fucking hard headed On both sides Everyone's just being so goddamn hard headed You know what I'm saying Y'all mar- Okay the march is understandable Y'all wanna You know what I'm saying But y'all trying to get rid of the second amendment Is that what they want Nah what, What's going on with that I think all they wanna do is get the laws changed Like to make it harder I think that's the ultimate goal maybe. I thought they were trying to like re- Just repel the whole second amendment No and, and that's the thing with That can never happen What they're saying and stuff They're not saying get rid of that, And that's why I said what I said They're not talking about getting rid of that law What they're saying is Just tightening up Provisions around that law You know to make it again harder for Folks to obtain weapons Especially if you're talking about these are assault rifles, you know, in many cases that people are um, obtaining. And it's fairly easy, especially when there's a clear history uh, sometimes that the person may have, like, mental health challenges and stuff, uh, depression, just all types of, you know, different things. But they have an easier time obtaining that. And like I mentioned in the last, um, on the last podcast, I, I went through more hoops trying to get a fishing license. Yo, I went through more shit to get a gaming license. I worked for the fucking Horseshoe Casino. Yo, that shit took forever. <laughs> I had to give them, uh, I had to give them four references. I had to give them uh, a high school diploma, okay? Which I definitely, my parents actually lost my shit. I guess they don't love me. I don't care about what the fuck. <laughs> they don't give a fuck about my, uh, my achievements. Yeah, that shit's going somewhere. And I had to do some other shit. It was like, yo, in the South, you can just walk up and get a gun. You don't even gotta do any of this shit. I just feel like, yo, if you just need some type of background check, just you got it. First, it should be a three month process to get a gun. You need to get fucking check their social media. Okay, you need con. Like I said, references. Get some contacts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, ask some questions to some people. Hey, is this person stable? You know what I'm saying? What do you feel about this person? Uh, don't even probably mention a gun. Just give some questions to where they're like, oh, you feel like they're emotional or whatever. Their their mental stability, like how are they mentally? Just ask that type, those type of questions or whatever. And then you can find out if this motherfucker can get a gun. Now, of course, they got the. What are we gonna do about getting guns illegally? That's not going. I mean, that's gonna stay the same, right? Yeah, that's gonna be the same. Like, but what? 
I think the only thing that we're talking about is like the people that can just easily just walk in and legally get a gun. Yeah. The fundamental thing that's wrong with this country that circles back to all of this is the fact that in professional sports across the board, each season at the at the top of each other off season, they go back, review the tapes, review the footage, discuss, and they say, What do you think about these rules right here? Mm. And then they get all the people and the analysts and stuff around the table and they say, Well, I think this would be a better fit if we do this. Some people say, Yeah, we agree. Some people say, No, I think this is fine, but if we do this, and they go, Ah, oh, you know, and they reevaluate, they readjust, recalibrate, and they come back stronger the next season. We've been stuck to a set of rules since what the fuck? 1700s. We have a campaign. We're doing a campaign about this exact thing at work right now for some some rich guy in DC who wants to make sure you remember the amendments. We're on a set of rules that this country is based on the fact that no, we're sticking to this and only this and we're not changing. We don't change yet. We're the only country in this entire globe that is like us. So because of that, we don't change. But our rules and regulations here are fucked up. Fucked up. Like the playbook should have been thrown out the window. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like definitely. And readjusted to where the fit where we are as a species now. And we're just not doing it. You know what I mean? And those few, and I'm going to say few, those few people and communities that feel like, no, we need to stick to that original plan, you're lost. You know what I mean? Like, Funny funny thing is, in doing research for this whole shit, is that the amendments were, they're like, they're written intentionally vague um, because they were meant to grow with the United States, which is why they're called amendments, which mm. by definition is change. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they were meant to grow and be rewritten over time and shit like that, but they haven't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I mean, just because when that amendment was originally drawn up, again, it was 1700s and we were going back and forth with England. So in, in theory, the basic premise of that amendment was people had the right to go ahead and bear arms for the most part to protect, protect themselves from English soldiers and, you know, who were trying to invade and basically warn against King George. When's the last time that we were war with England? <laughs> I mean, I mean, being you know, they don't even have an army now. I mean, they do, <laughs> but like they're our ally for like God knows how long and stuff. Okay. And again, like people hold this to like their heart and stuff like that. Like this is just the gospel. To get this point, uh, it, things change. We were just talking about like off air, like um, you know, a while back, and and I know I was having this conversation at, um, at the the nine to five, like. Things on the job where people are like, oh, we used to do this and you used to do that. Well, okay, that's well and good, you know. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, what we used to do was working. And even if it was working, it's also not guaranteed that it's relevant today. Even if like what we were doing one year ago in today's day and age, as far as like how fast things turn around, is not relevant. So if that's the case, how do we go ahead and hold the heart and amendment again that was drawn up? How many years ago now? In seventeen hundred. Like, yeah, like almost, uh, like almost three three hundred years ago. 
Think about that. When we were slaves and shit. You know what I'm saying? And also, too, we're at <laughs> war with, with uh, like, now an ally. We faced a number of, like, insurmountable odds. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're, like, the youngest slash most powerful nation in the entire world. You know what I'm saying? So much has happened since then. But at the same time, we're still holding tight to, oh, you can't take away my guns. Man. That's not fair. You're like, this is the most backwards and it's one of those arguments where like I feel like I'm taking crazy pills sometimes when I hear this stuff like in, in theory this just makes no sense on so many levels even if you did again like keep it where you had the right to bear arms uh, fine again it's just focusing on tighten up the laws to ensure that people in the right mind for lack of a better word are able to go ahead and obtain the, you know um, you know weapons and by weapons, I'm not even talking about like full blown assault rap rifles that rival the U.S. Army, and that's what some of these people have. You know what I'm saying? Nobody needs that shit. Exactly. <laughs> Versus ensuring the safety of our youth who have been a target time in and time out over like how many years alone? Most recently, it's just like been a, a, a huge uptick and stuff like that. Like when's enough? It's one of those weird things where like I still feel like a lot of these politicians who have a big big say in the matter are either receiving funds from the NRA and they're refusing to talk or just really have no perspective. So therefore that's where like, Oh, well I hear what they're saying, but this, you know, and they're making all the excuses in the world, but God forbid that would have happened to them and their, their child. I got a question though. Like B brought up that amendments were meant to be changed. So why do y'all think no one has thought of to touch the amendments? Money. Exactly. Money. The NRA is a big, big donor, specifically to Republican um, um, elected officials. Yeah. Right now, the Republicans are the majority um, encompassing, you know, both chambers of, you know, Congress. So, therefore, why would I go ahead and bite the hand that feeds me, so to speak? So, they're scared of the NRA. What did I say before this show? Money changes everything. So, they just don't want to bite the hand that feeds them, basically. I think to a large extent, yeah. Because... Again, in theory, I remember there was a town hall that aired on, uh, I was going to say ESPN, wow, CNN between, yeah, right Right after the game. CNN between uh, Rubio and uh, Bernie Sanders, Mm -hmm. you know, and a confrontation happened between uh, the father of one of the youth that was killed over at Parkland and um, Rubio. He outright called Rubio a coward and was challenging him on, you know, making changes and stuff. I'm sorry, was that the one with a kid? Was talking shit about Rubio too. Not talking shit, but he kind of like challenged them to not take money from the NRA. Was that the same one? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I, okay. I didn't see that part. I did see, like I said, this particular clip where, again, the father was very clear in, in his message in terms of why aren't you guys basically doing more? Okay. It might be the same one. Rubio um, pretty much put out there, and, you know, he made some excuse about, like, if we, you know, pass the law, yeah, it could do something. But the NRA or, or gun makers could literally just make a minor change and they get around this and the third. You know, that's semantics at that point because if you know that's going to happen, you can come up with laws to go ahead and get around, you know, around some of these workarounds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just kind of like, sad again like this is all happening everybody misses you know it's just like a horrible horrible thing and i truly believe deep down that a lot of these republican elected officials feel that this is horrible but at the same time they themselves are scared to go ahead and go against the grain because if i go ahead and speak out against this 
I'm going to lose funding that I rely on to go ahead and keep my job. That's crazy, man. But look here. That's some good NRA talk right there. <laughs> good gun talk. <laughs> Stick talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stick you with the blicky up. What we looking like, Giz? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to get out of here. You standing up? Where yeah. you going, man? I've Are you leaving? Down for too long. I'm just standing up. Yeah. That's how you know you definitely <laughs> sat oh. down. You got to stand. <laughs> but before we get out of here, man, okay, we got to bring this up. I got We got to bring a beloved one of the TAMP mm-hmm. uh, family. Family, okay. I've been concerned about this member. <laughs> All right. Especially a specific day. It was like a, 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 a tangent of just posts that I'm definitely going to read for you right now. But before I do that. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to read these <laughs> shits. <laughs> we got to be concerned. We, we talking about Miss T with the topics, man. Miss T, when you come back up here, we're going to talk about you, all right? What have you been... Is something going on? Let us know. Talk to us. Okay? We here for you. <laughs> okay? You can talk to us. Let us know what's going on. Uncle Buck, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, go, go ahead and speak your mind, man. B, you, you know what I'm talking about. No. No. Giz, I I know I don't know if he knows or not. But hold up, man. I saw it was, <laughs> it was three posts in a row. <laughs> I'm agnostic to the stick talk. Yo. Alright. No, no, no. I'm sorry. These are all on the same day. Alright, so first and foremost, let me read these posts. <laughs> Here's the first one. <laughs> I'm gonna say no homo before I read all these joints. Miss T posted, "Good dick be having females te- texting their best friend like, girl, this nigga fucked the shit out of me last mm. night.' Hey, I added the hey, because mm. <laughs> that's probably what meant to be there. Next post, devil dick." <laughs> in bold capital letters mm-hmm. exceptionally good dick that happens to be attached to the fuck boy who knows he is a fuck boy with the exceptionally good dick caption all facts you never gave shrug an emoji dick? huh you never gave devil dick i guess i did i don't mean like, <laughs> like shit but who doesn't want devil dick that's all i'm saying i don't want devil dick <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? I know a few. Let's see. Next one. Oh man. When his dick game is a one. Please, sir. May I have some more? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, because it got the little boy handing trying to get some porridge. Is this chronological? Like, it says one day ago. It? it says one day ago. Oh, it's it's one in between where it's, uh, she's at Benny Hanna's and it's a bunch of emojis. See that? Look. Like rice emojis? No, this is like drinks and a lot of liquor emojis. Looks like a good time. Looks like a good time. But after that, oh no. Oh no, this one's a good one. No, no, I don't want to do that. Some DC talk. Y'all talk. First of all, I don't know what we, what we be. T- wait, first. I'm sorry, I can't read. Y'all talk. First of all, I don't know, but we be touching each other's private parts. Miss T. <laughs> Talk, what is going down? Are you lonely? Are you missing the long John Silver in your life? <laughs> what's happening here? Uncle Buck, what's going on, yo? Tell what what is up with Miss T? She needs to talk to us, yo. 
I feel like we're supposed to be a family. If, she, if she's feeling lonely, she needs to tell us, yo. She's sending too many signals on the gram, yo. Well, feeling the touch of a man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking about like the, the full sensual touch, right? <laughs> you know, giving a sensual massage. You know, no, nah, in all seriousness, uh, I, and I told Miss T this, and we were talking off air about it. She needs many, many years of, of therapy. Yeah. Like, uh, we need it for love is quick. We got to talk she, about this. She, this she, is a topic. It sounds like, like she was feeling a certain type of way yesterday. Um, she needs to get some things off her chest or maybe some things on her chest. I don't, you know, depending hey. on who you talk to. <laughs> Uh, don't judge. Yeah, no, 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 no <laughs> doubt. You know, um, and if you didn't have that right person to go ahead and like help you get touched, self love sometimes is the best love. Miss T, look here. You can deny it all you want. Three posts in a row about getting good dick. It's just kind of a cry. A That's scream it was for help. Three? I thought it was like no, no, no. Six. I'm sorry. It was definitely I it was like six. six. I'm yeah. talking about in a row. Oh, three gotcha, posts gotcha. in a row. I'm <laughs> talking about good dick and dick this and dropping dick off and we touching this and talking about dick. Come on, Miss T. Miss T, come on. We want you to prosper in life. Okay. We listen to these for lovers. I always wondered what made you, how <laughs> you made these fucking these good ass topics. It sound kind of personal, but Miss T, please. Please, please, if you need the dick dropped off, if you need some help, you know what I'm saying, if you just want some type of, you know what I'm saying, some love and passion, I, we got people, I know, we got to get up with somebody, let's talk about it, come on, baby, <laughs> we here for you, don't we all, don't we love Miss T, come on, everyone, I know, I know, we I got love that. for Miss T, come on, we don't want you out there looking crazy with all these dick pokes, the posts on the gram, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Dick pokes. Dick pokes. She need a dick poke. <laughs> She's looking for a dick poke. Come on, Miss T. You know what I'm saying? That's how we're going to end this off. Just to let you know that we love you. B Prince is going to unfollow you soon because there's too many dick posts for him. He don't want to see, he don't he's, see he's, that on his timeline. He's, he's going to be in trouble. And you're definitely, you, we are walking a thin line with me too. I definitely love you. We all cool. But I just can't, every time I'm seeing some, oh, this is cool, this is cool. Uh, more dick. <laughs> Some yeah, more like dick posts. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then it's dick. <laughs> How you throw that in there? <laughs> hey. I see your drinks. Like, oh, it's a nice looking drink. Look good. Oh, that's a nice meal you're having. When you get good dick dropped off, <laughs> it's like damn. You make it's shit like this. Yes, yeah, it's like Listen. this tea. Come on. Listen to play devil's advocate. I mean, I think Robert Downey Jr. said best from Tropic Thunder. I mean, everybody's gay once in a while. Like, I mean, who doesn't want to see dick? I mean, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those like you know things Me. like you know. I mean, one of the like for lovers episodes we were talking about like you know dick pics and titty pics and stuff like that. I mean, this this time we just leaned a little bit heavy on the dick pics, you know, and it's just dick in general and stuff. <laughs> All right, we're going to end it on that. <laughs> All right, so. We, no, no, don't clean it up now. <laughs> we it so, up. I mean, you know, Miss T, again, is feeling a certain way. She has, like, you know, she she, she needs the gentle touch of a man. Three posts in a row was a little much. Okay. You know, we know she likes to post. I think this was a record for her. She needs a gentle stroke by the hand <laughs> and a dick. You know, um, don't that, kiss that, it either. That, 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 that's that's her prerogative, right there, right? Just dick, though. No kissing. No, no actual right, yeah, type she, of yeah, she don't, she no don't like type of kissing. affection. Yeah. 
Just drop just, the just, dick just, off just and get leave. The dick. <laughs> get the fuck out of there. Yeah, and just come, come, you know, present it in the package. Or maybe she does need to be kissed. Mm. Something different. And she's gonna be like, ooh. <laughs> you know so what? You give her a kiss, drop the dick off. You ever seen the movie Never Been Kissed? I have. That's a good movie. I just thought about that. And also, too. We need like a YouTube series or something about T. Never Been Kissed. Never Been Kissed. <laughs> she's just curving motherfuckers trying yeah. to kiss her. <laughs> like, nope. Dick only. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think she'd be a prime candidate to star in a remake of Dick in the Box, too. Wait, or just like, or just like a montage <laughs> a of notes, just a bunch of different niggas trying to kiss, and she's just like, nope, 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 nine. She doing a no freezer yeah, dance just, and shit, just <laughs> dodging kisses, <laughs> no freezer, moving back and forth. Because when I first showed her the videos, I think she was a fan of the trilogy. Her favorite was the third one, three way. Particularly the helicopter dick one. What are you talking about? T, as far as like, you know, there's a trilogy to the Dick in the Box series. Oh, it is? I thought it was just one song. Dick in the Box, Mother Lover, (laughs) Three-Way. I did not notice. She was particularly, if I remember correctly, she was particularly interested in the Three-Way video. Mm. That's when they had helicopter dick in it. And she is that where you got that shit from? Yeah, she was. Bob- <laughs> she's bobbing her head when you know they were looking at the helicopter dick. Oh man, okay, Miss T, we love you. All right, no more, please. We got families. <laughs> no more good dick posts. Like, come on, this would chill out. And if there's not an actual living thing around you, there's <laughs> inanimate objects. You know, rabbits. Cucumber. You know, um, just like play things that you can go ahead and use to go ahead and scratch that itch. An actual eggplant and not the eggplant emoji. Mm. Get that done because we love you. And we will talk about this the next hump day episode. Best believe. Mm-hmm. But let's get out of here, fellas. Be Prince is ready. Get the fuck. He's like, like, I'm tired. He's like, you was taking a nap over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. Be Prince, like, nigga, it's a full shift. He can barely fuck you right now. Too late ass things, man. I can't sit in this goddamn chair no more. You got more. that good rum over there, yo. You shouldn't have brought that heavy ass rum. That yeah, shit was good I as had fuck. Had to get out the crib. Yeah, it's I'm, good. I appreciate it's you like, brought it out. It's not like work night rum. Don't worry, I yeah. keep it here. <laughs> keep it safe. I mean, I think I can. I think yeah. I can leave it. Mm. Okay, who I got to my left? B Prince, King Tangent, thrower of tangents. Yeah, not so much tonight. Not tonight. It's all good. We all Off good. Night. Jordan had bad nights too. AI had bad nights. Jeez. That fruit is like crazy too. Like if you eat orange. That shit is good as fuck though. Yeah, it tastes really good. Like orange juice. It is smells strong, taste. but I feel like you could drink it straight and be like, cool. You probably no, that's really strong. It is really strong. All right, like, maybe because I had gotta juice mix it with something. Bet. Who I got in front of me? Yeah, Uncle Buck. B B B. Big Buck Brand. Big Buck Industries. Our only sponsor. Still. Cutting the check. <laughs> Shout out to Uncle Buck, man. You know what I'm saying? The only racist on the show. <laughs> Who we got to my right? Yes. That shocked the fuck out of me. I thought he wasn't paying attention for nothing. Yo, what is up with this R and B shit he's on? Way. Why is he on what is up with this dude, yo? What R and B? Kiss. I do. Kiss. <laughs> the 
You put the extras. <laughs> like it's a Z in your shit, not no else. It's a snake yes. in here, nigga. He rubs his nipple at the end. I was like, oh, I don't feel uncomfortable. What's the snake from Jungle Book. The Sirikon? Was that? Oh no, that was the fucking. That was the. That was the. Uh, I don't remember the snake name. I don't remember either. I just remember no, King Louis. <laughs> King Louis the monkey and shit. Gives the goddamn audio whiz. <laughs> I'm sick of you, nigga. He said, mm-mm. <laughs> made it hella sexual and shit. What's up with you, yo? And this your boy, Fish Montana, a.k.a. El Pesco. A.k.a. Fishy Pesk. A.k.a. El Pescatarian. Fishy hey, pass. Fishy pa- I'm with it all. Whatever. <laughs> Just remember my name, motherfucker. See what I'm saying? And uh, before we get out of here, rate, comment, okay, on the episodes. Let us know that you listening, man. We see the views. We know y'all out there. Show me love. Show us love, man. Do you like what we talking about? Do you hate it? Give us your opinions, man. Do you not fuck with Giz the audio whiz Because we don't know if he's paying attention <laughs> Do you not like that Uncle Buck's a black man That hates black people <laughs> You know what I'm saying Are you sick of B Prince's goddamn tangents And do you hate when I fucking giggle All the goddamn time Every time I say something yo And are you tired of A Martin not being here <laughs> Let us know you know what I'm saying? We want all of the good and the bad. Good, bad, the ugly. Let us know, okay? And again, if you know about any pop-up shops, I'm with the shits. We're going to record there. We're trying to get other brands out there. We want to expand our brand. We're going to work together. I'm with that. I don't know. I'm with it. Our own pop-up shop. We can do our own, yeah. We can collab, whatever the fuck. Let's nah. just talk. Nah. Whatever, man. I'm just <laughs> Beat Prince ain't with it. For self. Self only. First, you right. T A and P. Fuck y'all. Collab later. We eating. Mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all. And it's time to get out of here. 